0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever is This, this is Matthew Bailey alongside my co Crime Ricardo Medina.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: And this is another episode of BSB Bailey. And um, hate to start, hate to to, to kick things off on on a, on a sad or so on note, but um, yeah, yeah, two two big two big things happened, uh, basically, well, last mu- um last week the time recording here, um, one which pretty much leads into what we're dealing with right now this week actually so before we get to that and i think y'all should know what it is already um we have to see we have to you know kind of do our rest in peace shout outs if you will to the veteran himself uh max von um, saido who uh passed yeah, away yeah. last Monday. it has recorded uh for those who don't know he's a legendary swedish actor um he has appeared in, you know, not just European films but American films over the years. And he's such well, I mean, like uh, well, I mean, he's such a versatile actor that even at his age, you know what I mean, he was still appearing in shoes. You know what I mean? Just I don't know, it was just something about his face, just the way how his facial features were um always made him just kind of stand out with every role that he's in. And I mean, I'm not yep. saying that I've seen every single movie that he that he appeared in, but um, the the ones that I do remember, the ones that I still hold dear to me, you know, what I mean, his 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 presence always stood out to me. So, case in point, um, uh, well, the one show where I was introduced to him to for, for the first time, probably one of the greatest movies. Not sorry, not probably one of the greatest movies ever made. Ingmar Bergman's *The Seventh Seal*, which yes, I am a yeah. owner. I I have the Blu-ray fit. This is one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, and just his performance as um uh, what was it is um Antonio's block you know what I mean the the night um yeah. that was probably wait, one of my uh, one of the best performances i've ever seen from him uh know that he starred in other films from Bergman like the virgin spring true a glass Darkly but i haven't seen those shows as yet um i know well i haven't seen um, dune but yeah he was in the villages right. dune he was in yeah. the Exorcist which is still a show i have I kinda keep him a distance of, you know, usual thing, black people, free the the exorcist, but that's kind of true, right? Um okay. he was in Minority Report from Steven Spielberg, still one of his oh, yeah, hands down. Um he was in Shutter Island, which was a great movie as well. Right. He appeared yeah. in Game of Thrones as a 3 eyed raven. Um he also was, right. was in Star Wars, the Force Awakens. He was the old guy right. that yeah. was at when, you know, um because his face of Wren came in. But um, one one rule that uh, you know a lot of people kind of forgot that he was in, but is one that always stood out to me, even though it's a very short rule. Conan uh, the Barbarian,
1: right, right,
0: yes, yes, yes. He was in that. Oh, yeah. He um, he played uh, King. Um, oh gosh, what was his name, by? Oh, King Osric. Do you super? Yeah. Um, and right. I thought that like, just that short. Three, four minutes that he was there was just so impactful. Eh? I mean, no, I mean Conan Barbarian is every bit a B movie, yeah, but it's still one of my all time favorite movies. I just love that film so much. You have
1: forgotten, you
0: probably forget any big one, by Ming uh, Merciless dog. I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say that. Yes, Mingney Merciless in Flash Gordon, yeah. yes. One of the yeah, best yeah. cult films ever. Why are they cheap? Why are they so bad as good movies? No, seriously, if you yeah, haven't yeah. seen Flash Gordon, you're missing out. It is one of the best, you know, bad movies ever made. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, his his performance as as the villain, Emperor Ming was 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 excellent in my opinion. I mean,
1: Hammy, yeah. yes,
0: but it, it just fitted perfectly, man. So yeah, I mean right. Not much more we could say, I mean, he has appeared in just numerous films, like, you could just check out his uh, filmography and just the appearances he's made yeah. over decades-long, you know, um, career, and it's just amazing. So, yeah, man, I mean, right. peace to, to the great Max von Sydow. I um, mean, anything you want to weigh in on, on him, like anything that's, yeah. um, like anything that's still out um, with him performance-wise?
1: No, no, yeah, yeah, not, not, not. Yeah, really poor As I say, I, I was just gonna mention the Ming the Musical thing. But yeah, he um really, really, just a, 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 a kind of one of those actors, actors types. Yes. Um, you know, he really covered kind of covered the, the, the gamut in terms of what do you think? Um, you know, I, I don't know, like little movies that he was in that I forget. Um, stuff like Foot he was in that. Um, oh, he was in Footloose? You see
0: what mean? Like. Yeah, like like just when yeah. you hear the shoes that he were in, you're like, really? Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
1: it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, the, the, the only big role is the Exorcist um, for me. Um, oh, okay. Uh, I, I you thought know, you would have said um, Seven Seal, but uh, okay. No, no, seven, seven Seal big, but Seven Seal not as iconic to me at least personally than than say the Exorcist. Um, All right, fair enough. Stuff Three Days of the condo, he was in that. Mm-hmm. Um, why... You know, what else? Boy? What else isn't it? Yeah, Treaties of the condo. I'm just thinking of that, you know, that, that's a movie that's stick out to me as a good spy film now. Yeah, that, that, um,
0: the that's one, that's one honestly I haven't it seen. Is. I know shame on me, but I really, really do need to check that out. Um I, as that? Enough is, um no, I was just saying that I still haven't seen *Treaties* on the condo. I know I should, but oh, no, um I'll just I think that it's if that
1: if you if you uh, 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 the thing is uh, you had to watch your movie if, 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 if you if say you uh, like Captain America with yeah. the I, 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 know, <laughs> I know, I do I do I don't. They were making a yeah. comparison to that movie in particular. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, great. Yeah, he played from, Jesus. From he
1: played Jesus in that movie. That's why I was, I was remembering too, because uh, he's one of the better
0: Jesus. Yeah. The greatest story um, of the two. Right, that was it. Yes, right. It was, oh, yes, that, that was, I mean, well, what was, I, 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 know we could spend whole, whole day on this, but he was a judge, yeah. Yeah, right? right, that right, yes, yes, right. Was, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, Was right. Yeah, yeah. the judges? Yes, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was, uh, was, well you did say I have yeah, the yeah. law, but I think he was no. He wasn't he wasn't. No, so he was kind no, of the father, was, father figure who get exiled. Right, he was this exile judge. I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right, defend uh-huh. defend him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I think I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm actually yeah. reading up here too, even though I haven't played um Skyrim, Elder Scrolls 4, he voiced the character okay. in it, um S Burn. Elder Scrolls Skyrim was Elder Scrolls 4 or
1: 5? Five? five. Five. Five, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, I forget, but I, I forget get voice actors unless let's say, like, truly iconic. He wasn't truly, truly iconic for me in that. I just kind of forget about him in that. Um, it's not like Martin Martin Sheen in um, Mass Effect or anything like that. Um, Yeah, yeah look, again, it's, it's, you know, you can't really take away from the man. The man is like, it's, it's an insanely, amazing career. You know, a career before I born, long before I born, before probably before father born, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> He really was was a real deal. Um, You can't can't take that from him. There's so much great roles going up and down the place. And yeah, this one is is a big one. But look, you know, he had a good at things at the same time. You can't go wrong with with his, you know, he died at a late age, great great life. 90 years old, man. I mean, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 90. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I I can't be mad at anything with that. So yeah, great, truly great actor. Great, great roles. Truly, truly, truly will be missed. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Moving on. Um, I mean, he was in uh, Robin Hood, yes, he was in well. that, <laughs> he's, he's in Robin Hood, he was in, um, that, that's the thing, version right? The i um, on with, um, um, oh, yeah, the, the really cut version, mm-hmm. the, the released release cut one, when yeah, he was
0: trying to, he was trying to do gladiator again, which is funny because right. you know, um, <laughs> uh, Russell Crowe was in it, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's that basically it. I mean, I had nothing much else to say. He truly, truly, uh, uh, Will be missed, yes, yeah, so definitely, we'll
0: definitely, and he will continue to inspire actors and filmmakers alike, man. So, yeah. yeah, rest in peace to the great man. Yeah. All man. right. So, you know, we, you know, we were, we were kind of dancing around it, but you know, it, 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 it took um, President Trump to pretty much let the world know that yes, the the coronavirus is indeed a pandemic. You know, what I mean, this is a worldwide, as <laughs> you <issue> know. Um, <laughs> may, may, many, 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 YouTube,
1: Sorry. The WHO officially call it.
0: A pandemic pandemic Okay. The Donald Trump it's "Well, just, you know, okay, okay. Well, well, well fair, enough. fair. Enough. Right, right." Well, the WHO might, yeah, the WHO pretty much announced it. Huh? But, um, okay. but, yeah, it, it is, it is a reality, folks. It's not just something okay. affecting you know, um, you know, the Eastern um, or the, of the world. It's affecting everyone right now. Um, right. And the thing is, well, well, we just want to spend some time to kind of weigh in on what's going on here. You know, the the good, the bad. Well, not so much the good but just the the unfortunate and the way basically yeah. and well what it means for for us here at BS Beats and Billy, right so we'll kind of That's close right. off with that um but yeah you know what I mean um and it was funny how how it happened and how it just kind of snuck up on us
1: last time we was talking we was, we was talking about how it affected you know like stuff like South by Southwest and um Coachella I think Coachella was affected. I think Comic-Con, one of those big ones. Sorry. Yes. yes no, no, um, E3. no, E3. E3. Yes. He was affected, right. Um, sub- I'll kind of close to home, you know, uh, our occasional guest man, uh, Cloud little Yeah, has Claude, been affected. Boy. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was He was
0: doing his thing in um in LA, yeah, having yeah. the time yeah. of his life. And then, well, yeah, I yeah. mean, if you're, if you're hearing this dread, you know, so, so really sorry to hear that, boy. Yeah. Um, really but really yeah, you know, keep, but yeah. keep your head up, man. Keep your head up yeah, but um, to Boy, <laughs> just a normal day, you know, just my mom business. Just keep my, my, my eyes to, to Facebook, that's where I get all my information. Just wanna make sure how long again we had to wait until you know it comes to trade. I, uh, sorry, we just had to. I just had to do that, and then it was just right. one piece of bad news after the next. So first off, being Fast Furious Nine pushed to next year. I'm like, whole year, what? A whole okay. year though, and I, yeah, us, I was at. Well, I was telling a now, but. One, they still had to do production, whatever it is, or yeah. time spent on post-production. No, can't be that, but... Still, um,
1: yeah. Re- release time is a big factor, so... Exactly, right. Uh, right. That,
0: was, uh, that was about to say. Um, it, it really so all it boils down speak, to the like, release date.
1: Yeah. Uh, but a lot of the MCU stuff got held back as well. I think Shang-Chi got held back entirely. Yes, um, yes, yes. And after... I think Winter Soldier's pretty much done that full season, so I don't think so. But I think I'd, something else got held back.
0: Um, I, I think WandaVision got yeah. held back.
1: Right. Okay. I think it's that. Yeah. Batman got held back a couple of weeks. the new Batman. Yeah. Um, yes, I got, think got a couple got held
0: weeks back. Before. Um. What else? Um. Okay. Well. Well. Just forgive us. Okay. We just pretty much trying to remember, but it's a lot of stuff that really went on over the past few yeah. years. Um. But I was there, and I was like, okay. Well, Fast Furious got pushed to next year. Okay. That's bad. And then, like, immediately right after, um, John Krasinski. You know what I mean, writer-director of A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2 Put up this announcement saying that, you know, well, the release of that Which was supposed to come out this week of this recording right. Got held back as well too And, you know, there's... Well, Paramount hasn't put out an official, you know, date Release date, you know what I mean, after... Well, um, a new release date, I should say So, yeah, right. no no Quiet Place Part 2, right? And then I was telling myself, okay, at least at least we could have At least we could have Mulan something to fall back on it was, it was coming out in two yeah. weeks, right? So, we should get that. Nope. In one fell swoop. Yeah. Mulan. Atlas, which was not one of my highly anticipated films of the year. I know it was for some people. But I saw the trailer. The trailer looked dope, yeah. but I wasn't too excited by it. Still looks good. Right. But, the bi- well, the, the, the big nut punch, not for me, but to to um, to 20th Century Fox way. Happy New Mutants way. I can push again. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know <laughs> Like, that thing is doomed, uh, boy. Definitely, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, wow, boy. Like, this thing will never come out. I hear some you people think? say it, it should come out, um, like, um, streaming. Or, like, they should put it out on Netflix or something like that. But, right. God,
1: boy, like... It, I, like... I, I, thought, I, thought, um, I thought Disney Plus or something like that would have pushed me the effort, no? Yeah. Or, 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 yeah, I, I think they should. I think they should. Uh,
0: but then again, right. given the, the nature of the show and the, the subject matter... I, I kinda am Disney Plus kind of ready to put this out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But, but what else you could do? Um, if, if I mean, if you put it out online, right? If you put it out on VOD, sorry. Well, you, you might as well put it on a platform like, say, you know, Disney Plus, right? Can't can send it off to Netflix, yeah. right? That makes no sense. Right. So, yeah, right. I, I don't know what the future could be for the New Mutants, way, right? But I am... Um, Really, really, really sorry for you know the the team the behind that show. It would be, it would be kind of you funny know, though if when we actually do see it, whenever it turns out to be trash, they'd be like, Wow, well, no, like, like
1: we were just it's, really it's waiting on the it. show <laughs> for that." Yeah, show. but I was, I was never too hype over it as a film, but I heard it had a ton of reshoots, I had to make it okay, so like, whatever, but I was never hype o- over it to tell you the truth. Um, but you know, the mere fact that Disney kept it and then scrap it. To me, said something. I was like, "All right, but well, there's something woodsy even there, so fine." Um, yeah. I th- I thought they would have scrapped it entirely. Get oh, a bunch of shit. This shit can right. Yeah. So uh, it's like, "All right, fine. You know, let's see what's going on."
0: Right, right, right. Um, Other shows are seen. You know, held back um into the production. Where we mentioned, Mission Impossible Seven. We mentioned Batman earlier just now. There, uh, Jurassic World Dominion. You know, what I mean, um, Disney stuff. You know, uh, Little Mermaid. Um right. Peter Pan. Yeah, right? yeah that's a big... Yeah. Uh just just a lot of stuff. Just too much to really mention here. Um, also, well, just, just to close things off with Disney, um, Disney will you know what I mean, um, closes doors. You're right. Because of the coronavirus. But also too uh, I guess it's because you just felt sorry for their fan base. Uh they put out Frozen Two and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, um, online, you know what I mean? Well, digitally before okay, digital the official stuff. releases on home media. So it's like Okay,
1: right, right,
0: right, all right. Well, thanks. I guess we we didn't for it, but thanks.
1: Really? Um, but both, both of them was trash to me, so ever.
0: <laughs> well, I still haven't seen Frozen 2 but yeah, Rise of Skywalker
1: to me that should I'll go straight to, straight to to Disney plus. Oh wow, <laughs> it was real trash. I didn't I didn't think it would be that bad. Five yeah. Fighters rubbish. I don't know, I just,
0: oh, but I mean, this seller's has always been the animation and, well, the animation really, yeah. So you think, yeah, yeah, oh, federal cash on it, the animation, it, what are we going to put this out on Disney Plus for, you know what I mean? Just, just thinking about it from a moneymaker's perspective now, but uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll have to see for myself. Anyway, uh, right. we mentioned TV shows, you know what I mean, with, uh, well, the MCU stuff has been held back. Uh, CW shows, uh, well, the superhero stuff, well, Flash and, well, you know, the, the other stuff. Yeah, season. Well, upcoming yeah. season sorry have been um you know held back into the production
1: right
0: yeah which which is which is unfortunate but um now now to get to the to the kind of weird way right um so kind folks at the wwe way they like real determined to hold on to their you know to to their shoes like they don't want to to hold them off or cancel them Because of what's going on right Because remember this is a weekly thing They do this every single week right But where this thing happen, right Because in my head I was like thinking Okay um, well we have WrestleMania right um, Well this is probably the biggest event in all of You know WWE right Which is coming out um, April 5th right They have this uh, This venue over at um, Tampa Florida and I heard actually that those people Or the people who run that venue Threatening to pretty much pull the plug You know, we like they don't want to host this thing They don't want to put anybody at risk Because of the virus now right. But at the same time, well, Vince McMahon and those guys are saying Well, you know, we, we kind of still want to host it now And we also have like a contingency plan in place I wasn't sure what it was, right Until, and yeah, kind of selling myself I had to kind of dig in deep I had to kind of investigate And I watched a couple of uh, uh, wrestling shows to see what going on so, um, with the NXT, which is what they host on Wednesday, and SmackDown events that they have uh, they have on Friday, they hosted both at um, what they call the, the the Performance Center. That's this large right. compound that they have at uh, Orlando, right? So, you know, of course, it's where all the performers go there and train, all the newcomers come in train, all that kind of stuff, right? So, they, they end up hosting the NXT event there as opposed to Full Sail University, which is where they always host, right, every Wednesday night, and for the for the NXT stuff, that's Wednesday. Just keep it in mind, right? There was a crowd there. People came in, people showed the support and all that. You know, what I mean, it was it was okay, right? But then the Friday one, the Friday night SmackDown, right, they hosted up there too, right? But there was no one. There was actually no um attendance uh, attendees there. now. they just pretty much had the event with no audience. I,
1: right. I swear to God, but, Ricardo, well, it was probably the weirdest yeah, started, thing I've ever seen, Jen. It was yeah, so well, the big weird. one. Yeah, well, the big one that did that. Well, it started doing that, but then they they seemed to have canceled things entirely. Uh, well, the NBA. Yes. Um. Yes, right, right, right. As as we
0: mentioned, sports. We yeah, to talk about sports too, right? So, yeah, NBA yeah. got 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 really impacted by this thing. But yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, NBA. Just it started off where things was like, oh well, all right, we're gonna um. You know, just do do empty, empty games now. And then one of those idiot players went on and fucked things up for everybody. And started, he got he get contracted making a joke. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. I forgot who it was. But I remember they, they, they put his name up big and bold. Like, yeah, he he contracted it.
1: Right. Then, um what else, boy? Uh, well, all the, all the um, like talk shows Oh, talk shows. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, all the talk shows. So, Daily Show... Um, Colbert, um, we call him, um, we call him, Tonight Show, yeah, well, right, Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy Kimmel and them. Kimmel and Fallon, right? right. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, they have empty, empty thing too. So they, they, had they will choose thing. The Colbert one is hilarious to watch. It's kind of bizarre, but just strange on its own. Right. Uh, I, it's I, I should, I should check this
0: out, boy, because yeah, I don't know, it like, like similar to old seen here with, uh, with, with, you know, Friday Night Smackdown it's just weird seeing these, these shows play out with no audience now. And even yes. like people so behind the scenes were just kind of like, this is kind of weird.
1: This is really weird.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> because it, there's there's a great... Um, at times watching it, especially Colbert, It feel like it's, like, it's like you're almost like you're watching Eric Andrew or something.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I, I see what you mean, yeah. Um, yeah but, but, this but this last thing I just want to mention with the, with the wrestling, though. The best way to describe just how that played out was it's like you know if, if you're a video editor you'll you will get this right like say you're, you're editing an um, action scene right like imagine editing this action scene with no sound like no sound yes, effects music. It, yeah. that's that's essentially how that 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 um that 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 screening of Friday Night SmackDown, out. It was just the weirdest thing ever. It was hilarious to it. It was really, really hilarious. But yeah, but you really yeah. saw the impact of what's going on there. But really, why? Why I'm mentioning this is because I could tell, like you know, from a like a guy like like Vince, right? Once doesn't want this thing to to stop. You know what I mean? So now I'm wondering though if he's gonna host. Um, sorry, if he's gonna have WrestleMania at you know at this place, but. I don't know, like, these events usually run for, like, about four hours plus, no? So, right. okay, you have two hours, that's fine, but, oh gosh, you want to maintain this thing, biggest event of the year in, with, no, with no audience for four hours? <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know how that thing will play out. Personally, I think you should just um, postpone it to another time, but,
1: yeah, I don't yeah. know. We will what, what money do you think they could make or not, Now, I mean, yeah, the end is, you know, Vince Vince is uh let like Vince is our bastard. So he will do that shit and he <laughs> has no problem with that. Um, yes, yes. He, so, he is
0: he is he is but you know what I mean. He will he'll will right. fight I for I it. Somebody,
1: Sorry? I really don't know where to go in with it. Yeah, where, where Vince will do it at all, or if you just try to make money on, on pay per view, whatever it is. But you see, the crowd is is so much part of it it's hard to like make that now. So it's like exactly. Where? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I don't know, we will see. Um, but I just want to mention, well, in the, in the music world, just just two things quickly. Um, so out of you know the disappointments and the announcements and all this stuff about you know um, no school for a week and you know being careful right. when you're traveling or going to work and all that kind of stuff, right? Oh yes, and by the way, for those who listen, you know please, 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 you know what I mean? Just just be aware of what's going on. You know, keep keep. You know, finding out all the all the latest tidbits and, of course, like, wash your hands and just be mindful of, you know, your, your surroundings and, you know, the people around you and all that kind of stuff, right? So, yeah, a little, little, little discreet, uh, this little PSC basically from us, right? But, yeah, um, as far as music goes, uh, two interesting hap- um, things happen in the world of, of hip-hop, right? So, um, Rock Nation finally dropped J.E. Um, G- Electronica's um, debut album, A Written Testimony, Right, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I listened to, and, and well, we're not, I'm not going to do a review of, of, of these, well, this and the other project, right? I, I'm, I really, I only give them, like, one listen, and I think I just need to check them out just a few more times, right? But, yeah, um, uh, I, haven't,
1: I, haven't, I haven't given it enough of a chance yet, but it's it's pretty good for me so far. It, I, mean, I think every track has GZ in it for some reason. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, which, which was a little weird, though, but... Then again right. because there were certain songs that were recorded from like back in, you know, the twenty tens you know what I mean? Like um Shiny right. Terry which was one of my, which was a, a favorite of mine as far as G Electronica songs go, right? But yeah, um album wise, it's fine. You know what I mean? There there are a few new yeah. songs that were added to this, um, well, added to this album here. But I, I find people kinda putting this thing on this high pedestal you now. I think it's because of the whole mystique surrounding Jay um, Electronica, and him being this this art, right. this rapper that was so dope. And when's the album coming out? And you know, we were so we was waiting and waiting and waiting. So you know, this this kind of he, he just grew into this kind of like myth. You know what I mean? She's so like, "Oh my god!" So when the album comes out, it's gonna be like the greatest thing ever. And I hear, it, I was like, "No, it's not." But it was good. Right. <laughs> like, I, I I don't hate it. I don't love it. But it was far from oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. Ah, You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't really get that from, from the album. That scene, the album was trash, right? right? I have to give it a few more listens, and then especially, like, me, I have to dig in deep into the lyrics as well, you know what I mean? But um, other than that, even though I heard a few songs that I, that I heard before, um, it was fine. It was fine for what it was, right? That scene is the greatest thing ever. But also, um, today, well, suddenly, at the time it's recording here, um, said Donald Glover, a.k.a. Challenge Gambino, Trapper Project. Right. out of the blue um, right. <clears throat> Called Donald Glover Presents And how he did it was kind of weird though Because he he created this website Called Donald Glover Presents.com So when you go in there When you log in there, sorry You'll, you'll hear like this live stream Of, well, the 12 tracks That are on this album now Which includes It Feels right. Like Summer um, Which, yeah, this is a nice fit You know what I mean? That, that scene, it should be there, right? But yeah um, But from what I've heard here it still follows in the same sort of funk, soul, R&B vibe that he was going with with um, Awaken My Love. And if you remember, when that album came out, that was like a far departure from the sort of hip-hop slash pop-rap R&B thing that Charles Gambino was doing um, during like the the, the early 20, early to mid-2010s. But um, from what I'm hearing here, um, I'm actually liking what I'm hearing here, really, like... Um, like sonic wise it sounds fantastic you know what i mean just the yeah. inflections of like soul and funk you know what i mean I-, I i like the fact that you have someone like him and you know it- maybe in retrospect it's when you think about this it, really like a smart direction you know what i mean for him you know he's a father and all that kind of stuff you know what i mean kind of i hope this is how, how i saw awake in my love as well too like him kind of thinking about like when his dad you know, what I mean? he was list- probably was listening to records from like Parliament and you know Earth, Wind and Fire, and him kind of challenged that. You know what I mean? So in this new season of right. his life, it's like, well, I'm my love was essentially yeah, baby making music, right? So it's like, yeah, I could do that, but now, you know, now he has two sons. It's like, okay, well, I have to continue this because people kind of like in this new persona, they like in this new style of me, right? But it does. But well, well, the point again that is that I, I like the fact that he's carrying on this tradition. You know what I mean, he's carrying on this tradition of like what I assume lots of African American, you know, um, indiv- um, children or individuals grew up on, right? Uh, whether it's their their, their parents or the children themselves, right? So he's kind of just carrying on that tradition of well, good old-fashioned, you know, black music. You know, what I mean folk and sorry, not folk, funk music and stuff like that, just with you know a hip hop twisted. So. I'm glad he's doing that. Um, I can't say that this is album of the year or anything that, cause we we'll give it one listen, but I like what I'm hearing so far. I just really need to sit down and give it like a full listen and dig in deep into what he's saying. And then I could be like, Yeah, yeah, this was dope, man. So yeah. Two projects literally came out of nowhere. But I would say though right. as far as what's going on with, you know, the coronavirus and people essentially being worried or scared. Yeah, you ca- you kinda need stuff like this to alleviate that that um that fear, that that tension and whatnot. So, yeah. And um, in closing, though, um, well, I really, really do want to mention this here. Um, what does all this stuff, what does all this coronavirus stuff, means for this podcast here? What you're what you're hearing right now. And um, I've noticed, you know, other YouTubers, um, other content creators, address the same issue as well, especially within the field of movie reviews, right? Because yeah, we have to. Go to, you know, the movie theater and see what's new and, you know, talk about it that, That's, that's kind of what we do here But because certain shows everywhere we want to see have been pushed back It's kind of like, well, what else is there, right? But fortunately for us, because we check out stuff from Netflix and TV shows And ever so often an album We, we, have a lot, we, we still have content that we could, we could hold on to, right? We could, you know, acquire, you know, content from um, Stuff that we could, we could always dip, it, dip our hands into, right? So, yeah, right. without rambling, what this means for us is that, um, well, for me, I think that um, well, what I would, what I plan on doing is actually going back to, like, older films, right? Because, um, you know, we have, well, not so much a segment, but more or less a- another show called Retrospect Reviews, right? Where we would talk about, um, you know, movies that were, you know, 10, 15, 20 years old. Same thing goes for hip-hop albums as well, too. We do the same thing. So, I was thinking... Maybe we could just do like a, a blend of the two. So like next week actually I was I had like an idea of what we could do for you know what Ricardo and I could do for retrospect reviews. I don't want to share it as yet, but you know, when the next episode comes out, you'll know what it is. And then following that we could do the traditional BSB to Bailey where we talk about, well, you know, T V shows and stuff that we saw on Netflix or just movies that we missed out, you know, um that we didn't see last year, or stuff that, you know, came out that you know on our radar and stuff like that, you know. It's so while we whilst keeping our eyes on what's going on theatrically, seeing when shows are being released, and well, I guess trying to catch up on them without running the risk of us getting infected as well, too. Because, yeah, that's something we have to think about as well, right? So, yeah. yeah, um, so with that being said, yes, the show is going to go on. I really don't want it to just kind of come to a abrupt halt because of what's going on. And you know that the same thing goes for other YouTubers, for other content creators. Unless, you know, something, you know, um personal or something serious happens to them and they can't put out anything, then, you know, well, same thing applies to us. You know, what I mean, if something serious happens to us, knock on wood, you know what I mean, uh we, we will hold off. But for now, you know what I mean, while, while we still have that creativity in us, we're still gonna we're, we're gonna keep on doing what we do, man. You know what I mean? It might be as consistent as all that, but we're still gonna do our thing, man. So don't worry about, nothing to fear. And to to those who listen out there, you know what I mean, and that's say don't be too worried about what's going on, but just be aware of, just be aware. Don't be too worried or scared that. Just you know, we just follow pro- just follow protocol, man. Wash your hands, you know what I mean? Have, have a you know, have hand sanitizer. You know, all that stuff basically that the, the WHO and all these other, you know, health related found um foundations have been, you know, advising us now. And yeah, that's all I have to say. That's all really, we, we really have to say in terms of this coronavirus insanity. Right, so um, getting coronavirus out of the way, we do have some TV shows we have to talk about, a couple of movies that um, that uh, I checked out. And <laughs> I want to call this the, the, the last true hi- theatrical release, even though it's not, but big in terms of the budget, I guess, you know, which which came out before, you know, all these reschedule uh, rescheduling messages keep popping up. Of course I'm talking about um, Bloodshot, which um unfortunately I didn't get around to seeing mainly because I was hearing stuff about it. And I was like, okay, should the last show in a long should the last time I go to the theaters in a long while be for a movie like Bloodshot? And I was like yeah probably that. <laughs> so I ended up staying home and I, I checked out um Guns Akimbo which I promised for like about two weeks that I was gonna check out. And well yeah. show wise that we're gonna get into um I fanny Wrapped Up Hunters season one and uh Black Lightning season three. So uh let's let's kick things off with uh Black Lightning man. Let's let's jump in into that. Before I get into what you know the season was about. Um, we have reviewed the first two seasons of the show already on this program here, and um, right. while I have appreciated the show, um, one is the, the well issues that I've had with the show mainly um, re- mainly rests on the the pacing of it. Because yeah, there are some episodes which kind of feel drawn out. You know what I mean? Well, when you when you come to ex- when you when you're watching a a CW superhero show, you kind of come to expect. Some level of action or some level of enjoyment, you know. But usually, it's kind of the side at times. Now. So usually, they they will focus on telling its story and its characters and all that kind of stuff, which is fine. But you know, it's always to the detriment of oh, I just want to see some action and see some shit blow up, right? Um, also, the 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 tone of it, right? Or just say the formula, because like I always felt like with the first season, it was kind of uneven because trying to be like part woke with part black exploitation, part right. this is a black superhero, but it kind of has the feel of like some kind of nineties TV show, like say a Mantis, you know, I mean? something along that line. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, to have your, your 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 slight cheesiness to you know to make to alleviate this stuff. Um, it felt a little tad bit too dramatic compared to other you know superhero shows like you know Flash and Arrow and stuff like that. Um, kind of takes itself a little too seriously at times. And yeah, you know we just made a action, right? But what really held it together and it carried over in the second season were you know the strong performances. You know you had some some great characters, some great performances. You had a, you had great villains, especially with boy Tobias Whale, who you know he was a guy that I kind of hated and kind of turned to you know we um, you love to hate. But now it's just a character that I just generally enjoy, uh, especially seeing them on screen. But yeah, with the second season, you know, it's started to pick up, you know what I mean? They they started to work out the flaws a little bit. We could tell they were still kind of fine-tuning the formula, still trying to trying to figure out what it is what it is, right? But then, well, things kinda of come to a head with season three, especially with uh, well, the crisis, now, crisis on the fifth earth, which we reviewed um before on this program here. Kind of bringing Black Lightning, and this was another issue I had where it always felt kind of distant from everything else in the DC t- um, TV universe. But with this se- with this two season here, it kind of brought it finally into the universe. I really it really did feel as if it now belongs to
1: that that right. universe now. You know what I mean? So I really dug that. I I don't watch anything because season three started with uh before the crisis event, right? Yes, it it did, it did, right? Okay, so I I uh, watch up to that. I didn't watch anything since Crisis.
0: Oh, okay. Well, sh- shame on you, actually. Shame on you. But um, we will get to that. We'll get to that in a bit, right? But yeah, um, <clears throat> so just why right, So before Crisis, really, what we were introduced um to, or what the the big situation was, uh, was the well the Lumen presence of the ESA, Right? You know, what I mean, they have. Um, set up in Freeland, and what we learned from the last season is that they are preparing for this attack from Markovia, you know, we, this this European country. You know, uh, what they have is this army, and they basically want to acquire all the metals in you know Freeland, basically to add them to that army. Um, and it was just a matter of, well, Jefferson Pierce, you know, who, who, of course, is Black Lightning, and everybody else, well, the Pierce is themselves prepared for this event. Um, but what happens, like in the first season You saw Jefferson be detained By the ESC um, Well, him and his, well, his wife um, Lynn is there She's kind of helping out in terms of Just the testing and all that kind of stuff Testing out metals, There's this particular um, chemical That's created That she ends up becoming addicted to uh, Ends up becoming addicted to, sorry um, There's also Percy O'Dell Playboy Boy Bill Duke Who becomes more and more um, untrustworthy, you know, with each and every episode, you know, not too sure where he stands. And I because yeah, he is part of the ESA, but you don't know if yes, literally, he's kind of. He comes off like he's weaponizing these these methods trying to find the strongest of them so they could be ready for the for the Markovians. But at the same time, you know not too sure what his real motives are. It even gets to the point where he, um, well, he kind of hires um, Jennifer, Iki um, Lightning, right? Right. With, uh, yeah. And she ends up doing some jobs. She she actually ends up killing some Markovian soldiers. And in a uh, episode that was leading up to the crisis, you saw where she has sort of a moment of clarity. That's all I want to call it without really spoiling anything. Where she kind of realizes the error of her ways, right? But while all this is going on, you have Painkiller who returns. And, well, he's still a soldier. Well, I should say an assassin for Odell. And, you know, he, he does all these jobs and whatnot. There's even a uh, really powerful moment where he's actually sent to kill his own mother, right? Um, but Khalil, you know, I mean, the well, the the kid who um, who was brainwashed to be um, to become um, b- painkiller, he doesn't know about the event till like well after Crisis, right? So yeah, so cut yeah. to Crisis, Crisis happened, you know, we black lightning see Superman for the first time. Oh my God, he's Superman! Ah, he's real, right? All that stuff going on, and then well, he's sent back to. Well, to Earth One, right? So everything has changed, right? Earth, he not sent back. He, all of them going to Earth Prime, right? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, he, he's um sent to Earth Prime, basically. Yeah, no, I was thinking Earth One, so
1: that's why I say sent back. But yeah, essentially, it's uh, Earth well, Prime, Earth Prime, so. Earth Prime. Because of he had his own will. I forget what number will he was in, but now him, the Flash, and Supergirl share the same with her. Eh?
0: Yes, yes, yes. They do, they do. Um, but yeah, and just slight spoiler. No, they don't. They, they don't hint at well I would say um you know the other characters who were involved in um in crisis don't don't show up here which is fine I, I understand that you know what I mean? it was it was a it was a one off event and not seeing that Supergirl should have made her appearance like no this is this is Black Lightning story right but what made the second half of this interesting and this was where I was I was kind of worried because like okay you had Crisis Black Lightning Black Lightnings involved great that's awesome. But how are you going to continue the story from there? And fortunately, they do, right? And what they do, actually, is that they introduce a new character by the name of Gravedigger, right? This is the first time I actually hearing of him as a character, as a villain, whoever it is. And he's played by Wayne Brady.
1: Okay. And right off
0: the bat, I would say this is Wayne Brady's best performance, Okay, wow. Well, this Which is, is, is not Brady saying a lot, I know, but the man really committed to that performance. Oh, my God. Okay. But I'll get to that in a bit, right? So I, I'll be excited. I'll be interested. I know, it's Wade Brady. Yeah. we talk about Wade Brady. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's hey, a is main he, villain. He, he's he main villain. Yeah, is, is he going to have to choke a bitch? <laughs> you no, know, right? No, like, but, okay. So, just to talk, right, as you make that Chappelle Show reference, just when I thought that, that episode of Chappelle Show, right, which still hands out one of the best episodes ever because it took a, a pretty likable guy as sorry, pretty likable celebrity as Wayne Brady and essentially turned him into Desert Washington from Trinity. It was awesome. Yeah. If you have see seen that episode, it is epic, right? But yeah, boy, that's what I thought. This man was just, oh, he just let's make a deal. You know what I mean? He was that guy. Nah, the man just come back hard on this too. But I'll get to him in a bit, right? Um, also characters who show back up, well, Lady Eve. Shows back up, yeah. He'll yeah, come yeah. back. He'll come back. She was right. there. Um, Lala, you know what I mean. Well, the great black exploitation right. bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's right out of a, of a out of a seventies movie, but just with nineties gangster-isms, right? But yeah, he yeah, shows so up yeah. as well, right? The the crisis brought them back, right? No, well, well, I would say, well, they were they were, they. um I won't. In decide, terms of, right? It's was a Jill's cut. I'm not too sure if, um, if the, well, they never really mentioned if the crisis brought her back in particular. But I just uh, was under the impression they, they were just hiding out. Because they kind of just gives okay. you yeah, yeah. give the sense that they were just in the background. Like we thought that they were gone yeah. while with Lady Eve. Like we thought she was dead, right? But Gosh. no, she was just in the background
1: doing stuff. Remember the crisis reset the world itself, huh? Eh? So it's like they're different people entirely sometimes, but some other people not so much. But she is she's playing roughly the same person.
0: Well, that's actually a good question. She because she's still talking about the um what is this? The the shadow room. Is it the shadow room? I, I think it's called the Shadow Room. But basically the 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 sort of like clandestine organization that she was a part of that Tobias right. was part of and stuff like that. So they still have the same goals and motivations, but um, I really should kind of look up and see if it's a different version of her because she just kind of came off the same. But um, what right. how she's introduced here is that uh, well, Lala was pre- pretty much well since from the last season, he's trying to find he's trying to find Tobias. He wants exact revenge on him, right? Um, and there's this um, this this briefcase that was left behind, and this briefcase kind of. Holds the secret of this whole You know, meta-experimenting That's been going on in Freeland and the United States As a whole, right? But Lala had it And then through some circumstances um, Lady Eve kind of acquires it And then, well um, Well, we boy um, Oh gosh, Peter Gambi actually Ends up acquiring it as well too, and then That's how we learn right. the secret of what's going on, right? But yeah, Lady Eve shows up um, And how she's introduced is that she Runs a bordello for some reason I'm like, okay, okay right and um
1: is that a a different person because last time she she was running a uh uh we call undertaker place now right
0: yes 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 you're right you're right you're right right. okay 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 so so i I guess you're right then it's it's same character but just in a in a recent set okay place on the for undertakers now gosh i forget your name the morgue the morgue no it's a funeral home a funeral home right 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 yeah so, okay, you're, you're, you're right, you're right I, I forgot about that, right? So, thank you Um, And Lala pretty much Is trying to, well, you know He wants to build He wants to rebuild the 100, right? So, he wants to clean territories yeah. Like, hey, cool, well, you know, you have this thing You're making money, so I want to cut out the that, right? And then, well, they kind of They, they, they kind of realize that Oh, well, it's all about, well, they want, well, he just wants to find Tobias, and she has Her own kind of Schemes behind right but them aside You have Jefferson now Who is now More determined to stop The Markovian army right and we have This great episode this is not even The, the, the finale this great episode Where all the heroes team up to Basically you know um, Stop the the army themselves right um, We also introduced the two new Characters actually um, The first one being Geo, right Once again these are Characters that I've never seen before. I know user DC buff, so I don't know these characters, right? Um, the character, well, the the real like, well, the name of, well, the the, the the name of the character, the real name of the character. This had me laugh though. Is Brandon Marshall? Because yes, I do know That's... a Brandon Marshall in real life. You know what I mean, I was like, holy shit, you know? But really know cool. it's a common name, right? Yes, Brandon Marshall is a very common name, but yeah, essentially, he is this. He's his kid, though. You know, he's just as old as um, as Jennifer is, right? Um, right. And he is pretty much out to uh, exact revenge on oh gosh, this nurse. Well, basically, she's the the scientist who works at um, at ESE with uh, with Linda, the the white woman. I forgot her name, but yeah, right. she was involved. She did some experiments to to his parents, so it resulted in him being the way he is and, well, essentially, he could cr- he has Earth-based powers, right? So, he could cause earthquakes, he could, you know have, um, more or less materialized well, rocks and all that kind of stuff That's so,
1: um, kind of a well, he, that means,
0: um, he from Marcovia? No, 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 he's not, he's not actually but he was one of the, um, okay, because uh, Remember in Young Justice it had a character called Geo, was from Markovia same power set Okay, 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 well, well in, in Black Lightning's Will actually I don't remember the character from, from Young Justice Could thing you bring up that too You See that's why I need a DC buff right But yeah in, in Black Lightning's Will He was just a, a student At the same high school that uh, Jennifer goes to So one thing we okay. see next he finds out that Jennifer has powers I was like oh well I actually have powers too And it's that stuff right uh, the, the next character we introduced to uh, This is a character I actually uh, really like Is the character of Technocrat or TC Right he is this uh black right. kid uh, He's well pretty much Been alone but You know for, uh, for a majority of his life But I really do like his skill set And Essentially what it is is that In Lehman's terms he talks to computers So TC talk to computers right. Okay? Ha. right but yeah What he does is that he's able to Communicate with computers right so He could mentally of course He could mentally communicate with them He's almost like he's having a uh, psychic bond or chat with them And he could bypass Firewalls and all that kind of stuff Which is a really cool skill set And why I say it's cool because how they work him into the story He becomes More or less like an apprentice to Gabby. You know Gabi is the tech guy He knows everything right But essentially what they do uh, Well P Killer ends up coming back into the story And they end up uh, well capturing him And they use TC's powers To pretty much uh, divide the good The good Khalil from the bad Painkiller there but there's this firewall right. That was between the two of them right so Bad Khalil is locked up Figuratively in this room but ever so Often he will come out and kind of take over The body. so now Khalil will do The bad stuff I actually like that I like that Jekyll and Hyde kind of stuff Basically that they do with Painkiller that actually Adds an extra layer to the character Right but yeah so if, but this last thing, last I want to get before uh, before my review. But then you know I me, mean? just when you thought it was just all about the Soviet Army, then you know I me, mean? uh, Digger comes in right, and what we learned, basically is that he was this uh, this black soldier who worked. In, he was in World War Two. They actually do some Captain America esque experiments on him, testing out a serum. Right, uh, and then he, well, s- spoiler, he actually is the first meta, and out of his gene. You know, uh other well, that's where the whole Freeland project started from basically. So not yeah. only is he the first better, but he's the oldest better, right? Uh similar to Tobias Wheel, wig wig, he doesn't age, right? He's hundred years old, but he still looks the same way how he did like uh back in World War Two. And his right. goal basically is to acquire all the betters and bring them to Bakovia to build his own big army. And well, whoever gets in the way he'll wipe out. And well his skill set is pretty awesome because uh. Well, he has super strength, and uh, he has super strength, right? And you know, uh, oh, well, his senses are heightened, and all that kind of stuff. However, though, uh, and this is off of a, a serum that both um, Lynn and the the other you know scientists, they were working on. If he ingests this, he is able to take the pretty much acquire the um, the powers of other metals as well. So all the tests that they were doing in terms of uh, of the freelance project. He can acquire those just by injecting this uh the serum inside of him. So yeah, so right. it essentially makes him the most powerful meta in this show, period. So yeah, it's up to Black Lightning and his team to stop them. And uh, now jumping into the review here. So um I'm gonna just get this out the way one time. This is the best season of Black Lightning thus far. I was surprised right. at how good this was, right? And yes, it does have a bumpy start, right? It does have the same um, Issues that it had with the second season, well, the previous seasons, where it's like, okay, we waited for things to happen, how long we are getting, we had to wait. But in terms of just building its story, I, I actually now started to understand, you know, the, the, the narrative style of the show. So it doesn't just jump into action, right? It builds slowly, it builds a lot of tension actually, and then it will just leave it for like the last few episodes, such as Unleash Hell, basically, right? uh you know, to it in the first half where you had a uh, gosh this guy from uh jim fox show you know what I mean the the general who worked with uh, odell and remember he was this big threat and they were all kind of leading up to the black lightning feast so facing off against him so, but it, but you understand the, the, the piece it took for for them to actually fight and the payoff which was, was just, uh, actually worth it right so they do the same thing throughout this 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 season here and Actually, I started to, to to get used to it now. I actually, it's sad I like it a lot. So, yeah, you know, what I mean, not every show, not, not every episode of Black Light didn't have to be jam packed with action, right? There's a story being told, right? And you just have to be kind of patient. You have to just like like let things build, you know what I mean? Um, but you have just a solid cast to kind of keep things afloat, right? So, of course, Chris Williams, you know what I mean? Um, Crondon, Eke, you know Tobias wheel everybody comes in do what they have to do you know what I mean everybody and I, I like how they incorporate tobias in this by the way where he essentially is a detainee at the ESA and you know to show exactly what Odell wants with him you know what I mean so eventually he does escape and then there's this thing that's going on with him but uh <clears throat> they kind of leave Leave it open though, well, yes, because you can't leave it open for a fourth season. The question is when it's going to be made, right? But in this, uh, in terms of you know, Tobias, because he's in the background now, he's not you know, front and center like the first two seasons. Here, you're not too sure exactly what he has lined up, but he does have a plan, right? But uh, I do like that they did include him into the show, you know, what I mean, uh, it kind of made him weak now, you know, what I mean? a lot weaker, less intimidating. As he was in the past couple of seasons, but you know when he was there, he was there. He still did the thing, you know, still talk about them negroes. You know, what I mean? that's what he does, right? Um, <laughs> but also, too, uh, a dog. What he did character-wise with the other characters. Uh, you have uh, Thunder, You know, what I mean well that disappears. This the the build on the relationship that she had with, uh, oh gosh, the the girl who I forgot her name, the one who he said she could shift so, you know, they, they build their relationship, uh, relationship They even have a, a great moment in the finale where, well, you know, because Grief Digger is so awesome, the man literally could could kinda look at a meta and pretty much like tell them what to do, like like mental either. So yeah, he he, he kinda turned her bad against uh and this other. So he had this great moment where they were fighting each other and this was like, no, you know, we know that kind of stuff there. that was great, right? What else? Uh painkiller. Okay, let, let, let's call the actor right here. John Calloway. Wow. Like, okay, I, at first, with the first season, I was like, okay, he just being the the boyfriend with muscles to, to Jennifer, and okay, all the unfortunate stuff that happened with him when he got involved with Tobias, right? But I don't know. I, I was a little on the fence when he became pig uh, Killer, right? In that first season, the second one. but I, Well, in the first season in particular. But I find, like, with the second season, especially with his turn one, boy, he just become like one of my favorite characters, way, right? Because he is just so yeah. deadly, boy. Right? He's so intimidated. One thing I didn't know, whole boy can fight. Whole boy right. is doing his own fight scenes, Jen. And I had to watch close. I was like, this man doing your stunts. This man doing it. And I was, I was, I was sold. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Pain killer is a badass. Yes, he does some stuff that will be killing, like, oh my God, I really hate this guy. But overall, he was a badass. Like, true and true. <clears throat> But I do like that they were able to, more or less, you know, split his character there. So he has that, that Jekyll and Hyde stuff. And it just, like I say, add an extra layer to the, the character here. Because, yeah, you know I me, mean? he wants to be good. He wants to do good. But, you know I mean? because he knows he, he's done bad, especially when he finds out that he killed his mom. He feels as if that he can't, he, he, he no longer could, you know, have a relationship with uh, with Jennifer. You see that, you see how that affects their, their friendship there. Uh, and that was like a really touching moment, actually. Uh, but I really do want to see where they when they take his character next. I want to talk about music for a bit, right? Because there's a moment involving Pinkilla that I want to touch on, right? So music choices choice-wise, I thought was great. You do have your 70s soul songs. You have, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, it it is it, it the car. uh it does a TC. You have him listening to literally Um Golden Age hip-hop. So he's also listening to like a L. El Coogee or Run DMC or something like that. I thought that was like a, a nice touch that to like him kind of listening to old school, you know, hip-hop there. Um, okay. You'd hear like an R&B joint ever so often. But uh, when, when, and of course, you'll hear like a new song, like a, a recent song. Like actually, in the... Actually, is it the... I think the second, the last episode, or the final... Well, the finale, you heard a, a song from Gene. Um, well, from his... Album from last year, um, Iris, right? Yeah, um, a like- uh, cut with him and um, Kid Cuddy, right? One of his prime inspirations, by the way. But yeah, and it, it actually fit with what was going on, too. Like, so it's not just it's just picking songs from a hat, you know, what I mean, the, the, the songs actually fit with the, the tone and what's going on here. But there's one moment, right? And just to touch on P Killer, so because you have this Jekyll and Hyde thing going on in his mind. You have a couple of moments where you see the two of them actually fighting. So you see good kill you versus bad, you know, pain killer. And you know they work around it, right? Yeah. So they kind of make you believe that yeah, it's the, the same actor fighting itself, right? But there's a moment, and I'm going to say which episode, where they fight again to a tribe called Quest. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah.
0: I would have never believed in a million years how have hear a fight. Sorry hear a tribe called Quest in a fight scene and it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> like that moment and uh that moment in particular I was like, yeah, the show rich, the show rich. I love it. I love it. And especially with the with the great choreography that uh that Jordan show here. Yeah, it was it was awesome, Jed. but um uh, so yeah, fight scenes were great. The action scenes were were, were, were well handled and stuff like that. Uh, where you see characters use their skill sets, whether it's uh, whether it's Geo or Thunder or Lightning, it'll you mean know, everybody comes and do their thing. Even Black Lightning just show it off but like even in the la- like in the last two episodes in particular. Now I like I would say I would call them skill sets, but think of them like moves. The like from a video game. Now I just pull off like one move after the next. scene, like I didn't know you could do this. I didn't know he could do that. That's real bad. Okay, but let me just talk about, and then I'll I'll get to the to the end. Right, Grave Digger, boy. Wayne Brady. Yes, yeah. hands down, this is the best performance I have ever seen him in, and I'm not saying that I've followed all of his stuff on TV or uh, in movies, but. My god, he was so convincing as Gravenigger It was even to the point, I forget I was watching Wayne Brady really, though know, But just the conviction that he brought to the character He looked threatening You know, he, his skill set was amazing Just, uh, you know, just, not just because he has super strength But also that he has all these powers on the fly So he can like literally manipulate you or Whether you're better metal or human He can manipulate you, you know, mentally or physically And all that kind of stuff And it just made him all the more threatening and badass at the same time But, um his character, Ark, thought was great. His motivation was great, you know what I mean? And, you know, I mean? well, just touching on the, the show's themes, you know what I mean? I was talking about race. Uh, it, it made sense that, you know, uh, a black soldier in World War II who was pretty much split upon by, you know, white soldiers would be motivated enough to become this bad guy and just not care about anything right. or anyone, right? It, it made perfect sense. Uh, but yeah, performance-wise, I thought he was fantastic in this, though. Uh, side characters, you know, well, Lady Eve, I was glad to see her. Her stuff was great. Uh, Lala's arc was great, you know what I mean? And as far as arcs go, you know what I mean? I, I thought that, you know, they were handled very well. Um, I do wish, though, know, like, near the end, you know what I mean? Some of them were, you could have seen how they wrapped up, but they just kind of left some open for the new season. And in terms of, like, how it, where it ends, I was like, yeah, this, I could live with this, you know what I mean? It, it leaves so much potential for what we can expect with the next season. But in terms of where the show is leading up to, I thought that it it was just excellent, in my opinion. So, uh, what else I should mention? Uh, Yeah, so, you know, storytelling was was great. Action was great. You know, music choices were great. Performances were great across the board. But I wouldn't say that this is like, you know, normal favorite show in terms of like CW Superior shows. But I could safely say that this is where they actually I could say almost there, but you could say that they, they nearly, nearly, nearly there in terms of just uh, f fin- finessing that formula that they've been trying to 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 create since the first season. You, you know, you could tell that they pretty much improve on everything. You know I mean? they they have like that that even balance. So you get the black exploitation yeah. stuff. You get the wokeness, you get the drama, you get the darkness. But yeah, this is still as far as other, you know, DC, uh, well, as far as other CW superior shows, it is pretty dark, right? Not too dark, of course, right? But dark enough and dramatic enough, right? And it keeps you engaged. you know what I mean, in terms of just the characters and the motivations, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, this seriously, I was surprised at how, how great the season was as a whole. And like I said yeah, from the very beginning, I was worried that okay, after Crisis, you know, we I mean, they, they didn't have anything else left. But hey, they just come and just blew me away entirely with that second half though. So the second half pretty much redeemed the whole season as a whole. So yeah, uh, overall, I give this a strong 4 out of 5, man. Uh, Black Lightning has reached guys. It has pretty much figured out what it's trying to be. And I would say that if you just, if you weren't a fan of it from from day one, I would imagine you're really liking this season. But if you've, if, if you've kind of defended the show, if you've kind of sided with it, from day one they just kind of looking at it, hoping to see it grow and get better, then, yeah, you will be genuinely, genuinely surprised by what they do here. Yeah, I was I was really, really stunned at what they do in terms of the season. Three, I am excited as hell for, for, for the fourth season. I don't know where we're going to get, see, with this whole coronavirus stuff, but, yeah, boy, they they really, really stepped things up with this season. Uh, season. So, Ricardo, don't, don't, don't stick, don't waste any time. You have to check out... <laughs> the second half at least because you saw the first half of this but second half trust me you will be entertained by it
1: all yeah, right nice one
0: all right so next show i'll be talking about is uh hunters right this is the latest uh series from amazon prime who are you know slowly becoming a rival to uh, to netflix right and uh the big sell of this was basically two names right first being al pacino I second being John Peel, so Al Pacino is not the lead actor in the show, but he is part of the show, and uh, John Peel is the executive producer of this series here. It's not like he's uh, directing or anything. Actually, he hasn't directed or written any episode of this, right? Um, and this office premise alone, you'd swear this was something right out of a graphic novel, right? So essentially, what it's about, it's set in 1977, right? Um, we are introducing the character of uh, Jonah, right, who's played by Logan Lerman, right, um, and yes, a.k.a. Percy Jackson, right, right. So he is a Jew, right? He's 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 a Jew living in New York. Um, his grandmother, or, or as they call him, his, uh, call her his safter. You know, he 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 lives with her, right? Um, and then one day, a guy shows up at her house. And kills her right And from right. there he's trying to figure out what's going on And through some circumstances He's introduced to He meets sorry um, A guy called Maya Offerman Played by Al Pacino He is Jewish as well So yeah Al Pacino once again Playing against you know <laughs> Ethnicity you know, I mean that's something you could expect from Al Pacino You know given his career right But anyway So he is a palatophist right He's very rich uh, people kind of make the joke he's kind of like a, this Bruce Wayne type character because he lives in this fancy home. He has a, a butler and stuff like that. But uh, what we learn early on, actually, is that he is a survivor of the Holocaust, similar to uh, to Jonah's uh, grandmother, right? And uh, we learn through some very grim, very dark, kind of disturbing <laughs> flashbacks. Yeah, you know what I mean? this. There, you know, they, they were lucky to, to, to survive the Holocaust because, yeah, you get moments with them at uh, these prisoner camps in Poland and it's excruciating and they go through torture and it's just really, really rough to watch, right? But point of all this is that uh, Al Pacino has this team, right? This team of, well, Nazi hunters, right? Because what uh, Bayer reveals is that there is a large presence of Nazis in the United States, right? And what he and his team does uh, do, sorry, is that they, they find the location of all these car all these Nazis, pretty much find them, interrogate them. Yes, they they they, they do some torture to them as well. Just kinda come up against, in the sense and kill them, right? That's right. the goal. It's not about, oh well you confess to this and you know what I mean you've you've committed all these sins so now you're gonna go to the No, they, they 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 pretty much kill them, right? So, while all this is, while all this is going on, there is this uh, this black uh, uh, detective actually who finds out that well, she's she's kind of investigating this murder, right? And from that, she learns that uh, yes, she learns of the presence of you know these Nazis in the United States, and then she eventually meets up with Maya and also meets up with uh, with Jonah. Uh, Jonah slowly but surely becomes part of the team, you know. What I mean? And it's just like a variety of like characters, right? So you have, um, you have this elderly couple, uh, that's Mindy and Murray Markowitz. Uh, they are ele- uh, experts as far as, as far as electronics go. So you know, we I mean? they, they deal with like more school and you know this technical stuff right? Um, right you have Lonnie Flash who is this Jewish actor they they call him the master of disguise he's kind of like this sort of sleazy kind of actor you know he, he's trying to, to get to the big time like you know he mentions guys like Richard Dreyfuss and Dusty Huss, uh, Dustin Hoffman like he's trying to be like them there. but they just kind of see him as just this you know B-grade or D-grade actor like somebody you don't really take it uh, um, seriously and he's kind of like the laugh it's, yeah, he's like the, the laugh well I don't want to say laugh at stuff, but yeah, he he brings some comic relief to the show, right? You have uh, Roxy Jones. Uh, she pretty much is the coffee slash Foxy Brown character in the show. Yeah. Yes, she rocks the the Afro. You know, she's all about black power. She's that just, she's just that badass female, right? You know, very reminiscent of you know Pam Gray, right? To the great Pam Pam Gray. We have uh, Sister Harriet, right, who is straight out of some. Honestly, she's straight out of, like, a, a 70s, 80s grindhouse film. Because, yeah, usually she dresses like a nun, you know what I mean? But she always, like, totes firearms and stuff like that. She's uh And she's just a straight-up, like, badass. Like, she just doesn't care, you know what I mean? She just has that tough demeanor about her, right? Uh, you have... You have Joe um, Mizushima who is well, he's a Japanese member of the group here. Uh, he was a well, a veteran in the Vietnam War. He's a combat expert, um, so he deals with explosives and stuff like that. And yes, he does have PTSD because, of course, it's Vietnam War stuff, right? But yeah, so basically, we just kind of see this whole thing play out through the eyes of Judah, right? So he comes in pretty much innocent. You know, we at first he just deal with his friends, reading comics, smoking weed and all that kind of stuff. But then after his grandmother's death, he becomes more cold. He becomes, becomes more detached from his friends and, well, his loved ones, right? And then slowly but surely, he becomes kind of cold-blooded. becomes kind of, you know, uh, quick to pull a trigger, right? Uh, especially when they confront, you know, one Nazi after the next. And speaking of Nazis, yes, there is this secret organization that's going on. Sorry, that's set up in the United States and they have this big plan, and part of it involves the the big blackout that took place in New York in in 1977. So, yeah, they are drawing from a historical event, basically, to kind of make you believe, oh, this is actually true, right? And they kind of do that throughout the show where they'll throw some historical facts, some some conspiracy theories to make you think, oh, yeah, so, Yeah. yeah, the Nazis were informing that, you know what I mean? And I, for one, because I'm not... Versed in all things neo-Nazis so I can't say if a majority of the things That they say here were true Or based in, in, in actual fact But yeah right. they do kind of create this thing Where yes the Nazis Are so ingrained into, uh, into American society It's ridiculous right uh, But yeah you have this secret Nazi group They have this big scheme basically To to take over the United States uh, And then well Assisting them you have this assassin uh, who is named uh travis uh right. he's basically this this acolyte right so he's intrigued by you know the the ideology of of you know uh of hitler right and the fort reich and all that kind of stuff but yeah he is a cold blooded son of a bitch boy like he's just so creepy every time he's on screen there's lots of uncomfortable moments with him and yeah, the man will will not hesitate when it comes to killing someone. He is that brutal. He is that cold-blooded, right? But last character I want to mention too. So he's like the the, the main character, the main bad guy that, that Maya is trying to hunt. So this is the character of the wolf, right? That's his name. Well, his nickname, sorry. His name is Wilhelm Zux, right? He was a Nazi doctor. He was at uh, Auschwitz, right? This is where um, Maya and... Um, and Jonah's grandmother. Well, while they were prisoners, they were there. And yes, uh, he did. You know, f- uh, well, he was part of some some very disturbing experiments. And yes, yeah, so he's like the mean bad guy that that uh wants to wants to track and kill because yeah, there is this. Yeah, so it's, it's basically this revenge plot, basically surrounding him, right? But it's just within the guise of oh, we have these these Nazis, They can affect the the fabric of American society, we have to stop them at all costs. And yeah, essentially this is what, you know, Hunters is about, right? Uh, so whilst I was watching this, uh, yeah, this took a while, a good while, about a couple of weeks for me to, to check out, uh, I was aware of some, you know, issues that people had with the show, right? Uh, which I'll in a bit. And there was one scene basically that sparked some controversy, right? Mainly it's this Pretty disturbing scene, right? Well, it's disturbing in terms of thought, not so much in execution of right. something called human chess. So what hap- what what it is is like a bunch of prisoners, right? And they all on this big chessboard that they they just create from the on, on the ground, like literally on the ground, they just kind of create this chessboard, right? And it's essentially these Nazis, these prisoners, and the closer that they get towards the king. Or the queen whoever it is, they get shot at the end, right? But the 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 mere look and thought of that scene kinda out of, uh, I don't know, it just sends a chill up my spider. But some people kinda of, kinda of criticize that scene is like, oh, that's historically inaccurate and all that kind of stuff. And yes, right. I understand they do exaggerate some things, right? But there are other things where you are kinda of warning if this actually did happen. But but this is one thing about the show um, that will kind of rub people off the wrong way. Because, yes, um, the show does not hesitate in terms of showing just how messed up the well, the Nazis were, especially to, to the prisoners, right? They were, they were just mean, you know the I mean? way They were just maniacal and all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? That is, it's almost like they're just soulless, right? And just seeing how the prisoners have to undergo that, yeah, it, it it's kind of rough to watch, right? Even though they don't spend too much time on it. So yes, right off the bat, this is not this is clearly, clearly not for the faint hearted. This is not a show you can just easily sit down and just rock back and chill to. There's there's moments where we make you, make you cringe, we make you like uneasy, you know what I mean? Uh which works to the extent of the show. But at the same time, it's also to the detriment of the show because yeah, one issue that I had with this is the tone, right? So right. on the side for a show like this, right? we're talking about nazis and a trust the trustees that they committed and all that kind of stuff you, you kind of have to go in, you have to kind of show it you can't just tell them about it. you have to show it right we have to really feel for the victims right we really have to scowl at the bad guys right and if you think about well the the time period and all that kind of stuff it's kind of going for a exploitation vibe right or i should say nazi exploitation right if you're familiar with shows like Ilsa, She-Wolf and the SS, where yeah. yes, it was a kind of overly sexual take on, well, the, old, the whole Nazi regime and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it was showing, you know, Nazis torturing people. In the case of that show, it was just this really buxom chick, you know what I mean? And it was just about, you know, her, like, fucking guys, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's what it was. It was like a mixture of Nazi and sexploitation, right? That's the point. But at its core, it's really showing yeah, just how best of the Nazis would, right? So they will do that, but then they want to be grind they want to be all grind see with it as well too. By ever so often showing like this one scene early on where you get like this sort of take about like the like like the trailers like for Hobo with a shotgun or machete. The stuff like 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 what Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did for their films, right? Um right. they kinda go for like a montage of that, like you know, check out Roxy, you know what I mean, she's a badass woman, you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff, they, they do that, right, but you, you could tell they're doing it as, partly as humor and partly as satire at the same time, like, oh we can make fun of this because it's the time period, right, there's even one scene where you have Jonah um, dancing to BG, uh, staying alive at this, uh, <laughs> this beach basically, right, and well, I understand what was going on there because it's it's right after this, well, right after his uh, grandmother got killed, right? It, so, I understand. I understand what they're going for. It's like, okay, this is how people kind of oblivious to what's going on. They will listen to BGS, They will go to the disco. They will, you know be I mean? They will use these things as escapism, right? But then they will kind of stop the scene and just kind of remind you, hey, but this is the reality of things, guys. So, haha, you know we I mean? Don't take things too seriously, right? But then at the same time, yeah, there are moments where I have to take this thing seriously, right? Even if even if they go a little over the top, a little gratuitous at times, I have to take this stuff seriously. Because yeah, they will stop and they will tell you, Yes, the Jews have suffered at the hands of the Nazi regime. And you know I mean? This is something kind of unforgivable. And this is how the survivors have moved on and all that kind of stuff. They stress on this so much so that when they kind of break the tone and give it something kind of a beat or something funny. It kind of shifts to it, it, it shifts a lot though, you know what I mean? Um, as far as the good goes, I mean the well, as it is uh, Amazon Prime show, as it is, you know, we you know, be well well made for for streaming. Uh, this is a very very well made show though. Uh, I thought that the cinematography was great. I thought that the the acting for the most part was 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 superb. Uh, Lo- Logan, you know, Logan, who I was never a fan of. He actually worked as the as the lead. You know, what I mean, uh, I dug how you know how cynical he got with each and every episode. How you know the deeper he got into the world of these Nazi hunters. Um, I dug Al Pacino's performance. You know, what I mean? ever so often, yes, he will do his his yelling, his spazzing out because you know you expect that from Al Pacino. But I thought that his character, you know, what I mean, there was you, you could sympathize to, but on the other hand, it's like. Yeah but at the same time you kind of no different Than the Nazis that you're hunting And this is something that the show touches on That you know yeah these, You know the Nazis were horrible But at the same time Um The stuff that the hunters are doing as well Especially when it comes to acquiring information Cause yeah they will straight up torture a dude Just to get information right So in a way it's like What makes them any different or any better Than the Nazis that they're Interrogating or killing right Um they even <laughs> they even go on a slightly sallow side of things they, 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 they do a if, if you're familiar with that movie which yeah, yeah, yes yeah. yeah right so
1: they even um, have a moment I which Pasolini
0: yeah Pasolini 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 yeah yeah Pierre Pasolini yeah there's even a moment where I saw it I was like this is this is straight up sallow but <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's probably Probably the most Uncomfortable scene The, the, the most Disgusting scene In the movie uh, But they do it in a, in a In a lighter way That That's all I'll say Still kind of disgusting When they think about What's going on But the way How they How they do it Was tastefully But it's when they Think about it It's like God that's That's really sick though Um, And yeah Similar to To that show You know what I mean? Those Those Nazi Those prison cab uh flashbacks are very uncompromising are very brutal very hard to, to look at at times right but uh what I, what I do praise the show for and I like how careful they maintain this is that yes the, the people who the Nazis who are involved yes they have integrated, integrated themselves into American society they've you know uh, they have new identities new uh professions and what that but they don't paint them as monsters. Like they're not terrible people who continue to be terrible. You know what I mean? They they, they 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 appear to be normal people, but you know, when they are accosted or tortured by the, the hunters themselves, that's when their their bad side shows up. But most times it's just it wasn't like they were just bad people who just wake up and decide, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna just torture these Jews. You know? What I mean? They were they were given orders, right? Most of the time they were given orders. And they carried out these orders, right? But it's not to say that they didn't have any sympathy for them. But at the same time, the show doesn't tell you, oh, well, I should kind of give these these people a blind because they were following orders. You know what I mean? It's all about the abuse of power. That's another thing that the, the show addresses, just the abuse of power. If you were given the opportunity to, to do these things to people who can't defend themselves, who can't fight back, you know what I mean? Would you take advantage of that or not? which to me was always like the main theme of Salo, you know what I mean? Just the idea of having all this power and you're just doing all these really ungrateful things to these to these prisoners, right? Uh, this is not an action show by any means. Like, it has action ever so often, but this is more of a, of a thriller, really, right? With elements of really, really hard-hitting drama, right? I wouldn't really call this a crime drama or an action film at all, right? But yeah, right. you do have some, some some genuinely thrilling moments. Some really intense moments. Um, not just with the flashbacks, but just with the the plans. Like, you know, me, where the hunters kind of... Because they, they have like numerous Ocean's Eleven moments, right? Where everybody have a skill set, they have to do this task. But every time they have to do the task, it's always something that goes wrong, right? And yes, as you would expect from a show like this, yes, there are people who... I don't want to call them double agents, but, yeah, there are people who may appear to be one way, but in actuality, they're not who they say they are. That's all i say. So, um, the, well, why it took me so long, though, is because, well, these episodes kind of clock in at an hour, right? Uh, these are 10 episodes, and I watched them over the course of a couple of weeks. And uh, right. the first episode actually is an hour and a half, though. I don't say that it should be as long as, as, as that. I actually thought that the length for that for that uh series, series premiere was worth it right but yeah though no, as far as pacing it does feel sluggish at times uh, and because the aiming for like they, they want to set the bar so high in terms of everything in terms of the story the characters the intensity at times it kind of loses itself uh, and mainly it's because you have different actors sorry different writers different directors coming in bringing their own spin to things right So, you would have numerous shifts in tone, right? You would have characters, especially the Nazis, who may come off a little over the top at times, a little cartoony, uh, cartoonish, like a a Tarantino, uh, Inglorious Bastards kind of way, right? And then you would kind of go back to drama, like stuff that you okay feels tangible, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I so is that imbalance of tone that really brings this down for me? So, it's either an exploitation film that tries to go. Way too, way too much in its own genre. But at the same time, you want to be a convincing, compelling drama. But then you want to be this really intense thriller. You want to have a little social satire because they touch on you know America and you know all the shady stuff that has been done in American history. I kind of saying, oh well, you know it's this president that did this and kind of swept things under the rug and. Well, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but they kind of touch on the fact that they brought on Nazi scientists and doctors to, to, help, the, to help the United States. And they have this really satirical moment. They play it off like an old 60s show where you have this, uh, well, the war room basically, right? The president and his other aides talking, right? And it's essentially saying, well, making the analogy of, well, if the enemy in a war left a gun on the ground, would you just leave it there for the enemy to, to pick up to shoot you? Or would you pick it up and use it for yourself? Right. right. And that essentially is the excuse that they use to bring in these Nazi doctors and scientists to, to do stuff behind the scenes, though. And while I understand that, though, at the same time, it's like, oh, wow, well, that's, that's really, really messed up, though. But yeah, um, so yeah, pacing wise has issues. Uh, also, felt like character motivations uh, were a little hit or miss for me. Like, some of them are, are got, some of them distressed they, they on, others, I was expecting some kind of character moment or payoff, I didn't really do much with them um, unfortunately. Uh, but I thought though, in particular, the, the final episode, I thought that the final episode really brought things to, to a head, in, in, in my opinion, as far as the story goes. I actually enjoyed the the the, uh, the, the, the finale for this. Well, I, I should say the first and the last episode was solid, in my opinion, but what they, what they did in the, in the finale... And there's a particular twist that they do. And I won't I lie, it catch me completely, completely off guard. But I was like, wow, did not see that cover. But it adds a whole new meaning to what, you know, what everything in this show is leading up to uh, as a whole. And I thought that the, well, the, the, last, the last scene, I should say, last sequence, over the top as it was, kind of cartoonish as it was, Kinda okay. This is like Nazis being superhero. Sorry, super villains. All of a sudden, I thought that in the in the nature of the show, I thought it would. I thought it would. It's crazy. Yes, it is. When you see it, you'll know. But I was like, yeah, this 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 kind of work. This kind of work. And I actually, can't wait to see what they do next with uh, with season two. Well, whatever we get, right? right? But as a whole, while yes, there uh, they are pacing issues, and while there is a uh, consistency in tone. You know, which largely is due to, you know, the, the story itself, the messages that they tried to tell, and, well, the writers and the directors that they brought on board. Um, this was good for what it was. Uh, it's right. not an easy watch, mainly because of the length of each episode, and uh, because of how grim and dark the subject matter is, and uh, because, and I think this is kind of like why John Peele kind of got onto it too, because he could touch on, you know, racism and slavery. But without talking about black people, so in this case he's talking about the Jews. He's talking about the Holocaust, right? So it's kind of like that, right? Uh, and he kind of explore how this, you know, how these side effects of that kind of work their way into American society. So as uh, so I see where his, in, uh, I, I see how his involvement in the show made sense, right? But yeah, other than that, though, uh, it is pretty interesting for what it is. What I would say before we get to written here is that. Uh, I have a feeling this is going to be a show that people will kind of look back at a few years from now and be like, you know, this was a show that we, we kind of didn't really get at first, but this was kind of ahead of its time, you know, in, in its own strange way, like in hey. terms of how bold it was, how how it was swinging for the fences, you know what I mean? like. like I have a feeling people kind of look back at the show and be like, yeah, we we, we, were, we were kind of hard on the show, though." Know? Like I find some people were a little dismissive of the show. I you mean, know, uh, I saw some, reads some negative read, uh, reviews of it and stuff like that. But it's not as bad as all that. But I just will say it's just not for everyone. Not everybody will really like it. But uh, if you're brave enough, if you're bold enough, if this is something that you're at least intrigued by, then I would say, yeah, give it a look. So uh, rating-wise, I'll give this... Uh, Light and decent, three and a half of the five, man. uh if It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but if you're curious, give it a look. Um, I can't say you should binge it, because I haven't binged it. And even if I did, I have a feeling I, I probably would have re- given it a rest halfway through, just so I could kind of, you know, think about happier to, uh, happier things. Like I say, this show goes for dark and grim, right? And it's very uncompromising when it comes to those things. But, yeah, if it could stomach it, then, yeah, you will you will be, you know, uh, rewarded with uh, what a, what a really intriguing enough story with some, you know, uh, intriguing characters. And just a premise alone that, yeah, you know, is the kind of stuff you don't see on, you know, TV these days. So, yeah, right. give it a look if, if, if you feel like it. Uh, I still think that this is going to be one of those shows that people will see, you know, is, is one of those overlooked shows. As far as best of I, I see me may show up On probably one or two best of Just mainly because of how Ballsy it is Because it is Quite a ballsy show When you think about it right But yeah Not much more I could say Lighter decent Check out of five If you could stomach it Yeah give it a look Some, some sci-fi so uh i will talk about guns akimbo this was a show that for the moment i saw the trailer of it i was like i have to see this because i don't know i just have a soft spot for these wild crazy over the top potential cult classic kind of films right stuff that just weird and you know weird premises and all that but they entertain You know, what I mean? they, they keep you at the edge of your seat, throughout right um so, for the first trailer, I was digging the style of it. Um, Daniel Cl- uh, Radcliffe was in it, you know what I mean? Uh, Samara Weaving, who I really enjoyed with, uh, you know, the, the show that she was in last year. And also a potential cult classic, already uh, or Not, right? So, uh, right. it was the two of them. And it was the, the premise that I just couldn't get over, right? So, essentially, just jumping into what the, the movie's about, right? So, it's set in this near future. that uh, Technically, it's alternate because... They do mention, you know, uh, they do have a couple of pop culture references. They mention, well, Facebook and Twitter are existent in this universe here. And what it's about, right? So we introduce to to this character, of Miles, right? Who's played by Daniel Radcliffe, right? He is a... Well, he's a computer programmer, right? He would... Basically, he was involved in this... uh, This... Uh forward game basically right um, I forgot the name of the game basically but yeah he was one of the programmers with that right uh, while he's while he's not working there he basically is a troll hunter right so what he does is that he would just look for people online who just talk a lot of shit about you know just anything and he would just respond to them right harshly right so that's what he does so in particular there is well while right so in this future there's also um, well a criminal organization called Schism right uh, Essentially, they are, yes, they are a criminal organization, but they're also somewhat of an underground fight club, right, in a way. But what they do is that they have this event, well, this, well, I should say this game, right? Uh, think, 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 uh, think of New Running Man, right? Think of 1987, you know, I suppose, like a classic, right? So essentially yeah, what yeah, this yeah. is is that they have, like, these death matches, right? And they just pick these, like, scummy characters, right? These criminals, these psychos. And they just have these duels, basically, right? To the death. And they, they film them. Uh, basically, they, they live stream them. There's even, like, this kind of foot. Well, I actually like this touch on the on the narrative. Where you have these two guys who, more or less, bootleg the live stream And they just doing audio commentary there. So, for the people who can't afford to... Uh, to, to actually, you know, access the live stream itself They could just watch the bootleg stream now And hear them talk through it So, I thought that was like a, a nice modern touch Well, you know, in terms of like our technological culture now. But anyway, right? So, yeah, this is like the biggest thing, you know what I mean, online A lot of people tune into it, you know what I mean And it's just like this these over-the-top duels, right? So, essentially, one, car, one, one guy would go after another person you know, we I mean? there's bullets, there's blood, there's guts, whatever, whatever weapon you get and uh, you use. And At the end of the day, it's all about who's who's left standing, right? So if you go up against somebody, you manage to kill that person, you win. That's it, right? You you get points and all that kind of stuff. Uh, well, one of the biggest uh, well, one of the biggest performers I should say in it is the character of uh, of Nix, right? She is just this. Badass uh, chick. Uh, she's very knowledgeable of guns, you know. What I mean? she's she just does a lot of insanity with guns, right? She is just an action hero in the making, right there, right? Uh, so what Miles does is that he will log on to it, and yeah, he will be trolling the people who's been just talking shit over the forums and all that kind of stuff. Right now, uh, what happens is that schism. And so, <laughs> acquire the man's IP address. this out of the blue. Right, not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and let's track the guy to his house. So to the apartment that he stayed at So we see the bad guy. His 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 name is Richter, right? Uh, played by Ned, Denahi. I know I've seen him in other shows before. He actually was in uh, well, Harry Potter: The Deathly Hallows Part One. Uh, forgot which character he was, but he wasn't it actually. But yeah, so he's the leader of schism, right? So he the good, break inside Miles House, knock him out. It's like, oh, you know, we, we have to teach you a lesson. You you like trolling people, huh? They knock him out. They uh, and then they well, what they do? They they essentially bolt these two guns to his hands, right? Of course, there's a the little strap thing that you know is on his uh on his wrist, right? Because of course it can't just be two normal guns. Stuck to the guy's uh, hands just like that, right? So you have that little thing to just kind of hold the gun together in a sense, right? But yeah, essentially, yeah, these bolts that attach the guns to his hands. So, yes, when he wakes up, he has these things attached to his hands. And yes, in this kind of goofy, cartoonish moments, we have these moments where, you know, he's trying to take a piss and he's trying to you know, take off his pants and put on his pants, put on clothes. But he can't do it because he has these guns attached to him, right? And what happens is that, well, you know, the bad guy Richter assigns Nix to 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 kill Miles, right? And she has a need to do it. And you little later on is because, well, is this depth that she has to pay. Uh if in this uh basically if she does the job, she leaves Schism forever. Um, but in Miles' case it's like, well, okay, now he has to kill her or else his girlfriend is, uh, well, who they end up, uh, capturing later on in the show will be killed. Right. So it's a race against time. Miles has, uh, Miles, by the way, it's a pacifist. You know, he, he's against violence, all that kind of stuff, even though he has doom on Xbox, but whatever is a game, whatever and doom is awesome, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so now it's a race against time. So now it's either, it's who's going to kill who is it? It's the Knicks or miles, right? And yeah, essentially that's what the show is about. So, um, Right off the bat, yes. From from what I've what I've told you here, as far as the premise, this is kind of stupid. This is kind of dumb. But <laughs> but it it but what I like about the show though is that it knows it's dumb, right? It knows like it's not trying to be smart. Well, you know, the most intelligent, most clever, you know, most satiric show ever, right? It's just about this insane premise that sounds ridiculous and is just all about execution and just making it fun, and just making it entertaining. And to me, this is what the show does very well, right? It really does that. Uh, it does harken back to shows that have a similar feel and theme, like uh, Crank. Yeah, Crank is like the major example of this, you know, this race against right. time, you know, this over-the-top style and all that kind of stuff. Uh, another show that, that I remember actually seeing in theaters, forgetting about it, but it for some reason this came back up while I was watching this. You remember Gamer? Gamer. Gamer, yeah. It's a show with Jared Butler. This was right after the, the 300 craze uh, And so yeah, was this
1: Jared
0: kind of debt race kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. This kind of debt race kind of
1: thing.
0: Yeah. And it was trying to touch on, well, you know, the violence in the video games, blah, blah, blah. But I saw it and I didn't really care if it. it was forgettable. But it was kind of touching on that too. That
1: fella from Thing was the main bad guy. We call him Moy.
0: Um, uh, shit no, no, uh, no, no, let, me, let me pull it up, I, I might as well
1: Dexter, uh,
0: Dexter Oh yes, he was in that Yeah Yeah, Yeah. Michael C. Hall was in that
1: way Wow, yeah. I forgot about that really, was, Which woman was in that famous female actress
0: um... Uh Um Oh yeah, Ludacris <laughs> Luda was, was in this Zoe yeah. Bell, Alison Loh- Lohmann Terry Crews was in this Hey, Logan yeah. Luban was in this Haha <laughs> Right. So he was he was the player who was controlling uh Jeremy character. uh um, yeah, boy. And ironically it's from the same two guys who directed uh, Crank and Crank uh High Volt. Well yeah. sorry, high voltage by the way, huh? The ones who who spoil Ghost Rider, by the way, but that's another story. But yeah, uh, it does have a fi- the, the feel of like those two shows there. But of course the the big comparison is well death race, right? You know what I mean? In the future uh this is like the, the the biggest form of entertainment you know characters fighting each other to the death but instead of cars you have guns and whatever weapons you can find right um of course yes you're running man is uh is another reference as well too but you know because that's in the 80s you know that that's like an easy reference right but yeah those three shows that i mentioned *Crack gamer and uh, oh another show i forgot to mention uh this was this is actually one of my one of my all-time uh Best favorite um, guilty pleasure movies, Hardcore Henry. Right. Which is the closest thing to, you know, the best first person shooter live action movie like ever made, in my opinion. Like, yes, premise wise, it's dumb, but in terms of like execution, do I just the first person, you know, view and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I totally kick a lot of ass. So I I really, really love that show. Well, really dug that show, I should say. Right. But yeah, so this is clearly in that in that vein, right? It doesn't take itself too, too, too seriously. Like yes, you do have your, your grim moments. You have your your well, because it's an RE to true, and because of what the nature of it, you have to have those moments where you know something violent has to happen. That's when the realization hits. Oh, if I don't get X if I don't get this job done, then I'm dead, you know what I mean? So they do that. But mostly this is this has this kind of com- it has this comedic tone. Uh, and it's just over-the-top action and just insanity, basically, right? Well not too much insanity, but just over-the-top action and just how stylish and cool they can make things look. So um, I'll just kinda mention briefly the gripes that I saw some people had. Some people felt that the the editing um, didn't work, some people had issues with the direction, other people felt that the, the jokes in line, all that much. And I understand where, where they're coming from. But in terms of the editing and the direction, I felt that, you know, because you go going for this over-the-top style, I thought it would, right? You know, you have these, you know, these these crazy camera, you know, movements all that kind of stuff. But I thought it, it would. I I actually had no issue with the editing or the direction. Uh, I will admit, yes, a few of the jokes do fall flat. Uh, it does have a slight feel to it. Almost like right. if, Around the time when, mm-hmm. when gamer came out like in two thousand nine. Like this is the kind of show that, that could have come out. Yeah, probably yeah, probably not in the two thousands, but like in the say mid to late twenty tens. It it feels like something that could have come out during that that time though you know, when when gaming exploded, when you know, uh um, yeah. yeah, when, when people were, were more gravitated to, to mm-hmm. online content uh, you know, to streaming services and stuff like that. That would have been big here. So the little references that they make it didn't take me out to the show, but ever so often I'll be like, yeah, I imagine the show would have been even more effective and popular like in the mid to late 2010s, like I say, right? But, uh, and also too, as far as, like I say, those moments where, you know, you always have to stop to, to remind the, the the protagonist, yes, this shit is real. Uh, I felt like, emotion-wise, uh, there wasn't that much range as far as that uh Ratcliffe's character go, like there will be characters like with the exception of his if, uh, with the exception of his girlfriend who gets kidnapped. I felt like when it came to other deaths or other moments, you know, we which 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 should hit home for him. Like he just kind of brushes off and moves on, like almost like the show is just like, yeah, it happened, but you know, we 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 kind of we kind of work with that deadline, folks. So let's move on, right? But I felt there could have been like a little moment where he kind of just kind of stop and reflect and be like. Okay, if I don't act now, if I don't do this now, then you know this is gonna happen. Um, and also, I just felt like character-wise, he took a little while. Although well, I understand because yeah, he is kind of a sheepish character. He he doesn't act violently, right? But yeah, it did take a while for him to to really get down and dirty. But what he does, it's cool. It's kind of funny because he only has like 50 bullets in each gun. <laughs> And they always have like this little tally every time he uses, like, every time he fires a shot. There, so you always see like the the tally go down, basically, right? So it, there is kind of a advantage, sorry, a disadvantage to the to the weapons that he have. Uh, I felt well, well, what else? And also with all the over the topness and what they go in for in terms of just okay, this is like a video game movie come to life. I felt that the ended kinda kinda lacked that that uh. I don't know that 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 then that they were setting up. Like it had all this over the top. This going on, and then the end just kind of happens. You're like, okay, I, I expected more to that, or expected it to be a lot more impactful or a lot more badass. So it just kind of happens, and you get and it's like, okay, well, all right, that's it, okay. But I You're do right. like the uh, I do like the the outro. Oh, well, you know the uh, what well, should say the the end of it basically, and the potential that it leads for other for for another sequel i was gonna say other sequels but nah i don't think they should have more than one sequel for this right but yeah they do leave it open for a sequel i like where the story ends but this thought though like as far as the payoff I, I felt it could have been a lot more in my opinion but that out of the though yes i did thoroughly enjoy the Shuri Galas. i dug right. the tone i dug how over the top it was how colorful it was how wild it was the premise Worked for me, I know it would work for some people They just might be like Okay, you had me at Guns bolted, true guy's hands right?" But they make it work They make it as dumb and nonsensical as it could But they make it entertaining And that's really the sell of the show How entertaining it, it, it is And yeah, I was entertained. From start to end. I was actually laughing at some points. I was like enjoying the action scenes. They do some really cool. Like over the top action scenes basically. Uh, especially with Nyx too. Like Nyx has so much stand moments. And her character. Yes she's crass. She's rude. But when they, they. They give her a little bit of backstory. So you understand why she's the way she is right. And yes. Isn't that the, the best written story out there. You know what I mean. You don't get a lot of character. You know setup or motivation It's very basic But if you go in expecting that Then yeah I mean you're going to get your money's worth with it So as just using a, a, a term you use It's trash but my kind of trash right, right <laughs> I know right. some people will Will kind of go in expecting this thing to be Monumentally awesome And admittedly no it's not It's not the, the greatest most awesome show out there But I would say as far as You know potential Or future cult classic go yeah, this is right up there for me, Trent. And as I as as I said for you know when we talked about uh, VFW, I just like the fact that there are filmmakers out oh, there that are just willing to just tell just crazy stories that just actually kind of fun and they could execute it well enough, you know, to be given the budget. They could, you know, add a lot of uh, style to what it is in doing, even though it's not that heavy on substance, and just be a, a, a crawl piecer. That's really what it is. And yeah, this is from from start to end a crowd piecer. Uh, it's not the most is the, the the most it's not the the most perfect show out there just letting so you all know that out the way. it's not a show that you'll be watching over and over and over and over uh, although admittedly I kind of want this in my in my blue collection like as soon as but yeah, uh, if you know what to you get yourself into, if you like that kind of crazy midnight movie kind of stuff. And just seeing Daniel Radcliffe play against character, then, yeah, you'll totally enjoy this. And as far as Samara, uh, Samara Weaving goes, yeah, this is another, you know, notch in her belt as far as her career goes. I just like the fact that she is, you know, willing to 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 take these these bold, larger life rules, you know what I mean? I don't know what her next, you know, outing is going to be. But, yeah, she is... If, if she works her way, if she... If she plays her cards right she could she could become like this i don't know this cultful icon because she has that and now she has this under her belt so i can't wait to see what she does next uh but yeah you know i mean so rating wise as far as guilty pleasure goes because yes along with vfw this is another guilty pleasure movie for me i will go with a like four to five one life four to five for me um i thoroughly enjoyed this I know it might not be the best thing ever for some people. I know, like, I have a feeling if you check it out, no, Ricardo, you might be like, yeah, it was all right, but, you know, not sure I'll watch it again. But if it is just kind of just wanting to see over-the-top action, you know what I mean, crazy story, and just style upon style upon style, then, yeah, you will enjoy the hell out of this one. So if you are a fan of just crazy potential cult classics, you know what I mean, then yeah, definitely check this out. If you're looking for something with intelligent storytelling and great characters, characterization, stuff like that, yeah, skip this movie, because this is definitely, definitely not for you, man. But yeah, this is a guilty pleasure for me. I'm a, So so. I have VFW I know Guns of Kimmel, and now to Kimbo as probably even two big guilty pleasure movies in the year. I don't know if I'll get a turn one by the year's by, by end, man. But um, yeah, if, if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, I really have to stress that. If you're a fan of that kind of schlocky you know, we over the top action filmmaking, then yeah, definitely check out Guns Kimbo. Right. And last but not least, Bloodshot. And um, the reason why, well, like I said in the beginning, why I didn't see it is that initially I wanted to go and I was like, okay, if this is going to be the last theatrical show I see in a, in a long while, should it be this? And then I gave it some thought. I was like, you know I had Guns of Kimo. I had to watch for the longest while I was. So yeah, let me, let me stick with Guns of Kimbo So yes, I did not see Bloodshot But uh, I heard some things about it Some things You're so, right So yeah, <laughs> what, was, what was Bloodshot about and how did it play out for you?
1: Right, so speaking of, speaking of dated movies and dated premises um... Ah yes yeah. Okay. So basically it's a it's a classic nineties comic that they bring back. You know, in the same it's really similar in the same vein as again dated movies. Um anybody remember Aeon Flux or Ultraviolet?
0: Yeah, I, I remember what? not watching those because I just right. saw scenes from them I was like, Nope, this this looked terrible. terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's kinda general. Especially ultraviolet. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, yeah laughably, was terrible. laughably bad. Laughably bad. Right. So yeah, it's 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 in that vein it's you know it's a 90s comic they're bringing it back they change it up you know the movies have this one or two shots that is have the character actually look like the character from the comic but they'll they'll give like some kind of you know condition as to why that is the case instead of just like making the character look like the character from the comic right 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 um so basically it's um well okay so as usual i'm forgetting main names of main characters because it's so generic and boring um Uh,
0: that's all i do so um Right, so Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel plays Ray Garrison, which
1: is... Right. Soul 90s Ray Garrison. Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel plays Dominic Toretto, right? Oh, he does! Uh, okay, okay, okay. So it's, it's a very similar character, in my opinion. But yeah, right, he's, right. yeah, he plays a plays soldier who... It starts off with him... Uh, but yeah, so it's all in the trailer. So I, I don't think I'm spoiling anything per se, but... No, no, but that that's one if, thing I heard from,
0: from reviews that the, the trailer... Gives away way too much of The
1: the whole thing I'll say that yeah Right so what does what it does is that It is a him is a big Yeah he's a soldier you have this whole Thing he do this mission and then He go on um, He his wife He and he he go on vacation with his wife and then He and his wife dead Yeah get killed but what happens That so then he wakes up now he gets some New powers new fangled powers where his Entire like most of not all of his blood Is nanobots now and so he could, like, repair almost instantly. Damn, yeah, he's he, he virtually immune to damage. He could be blown up, whatever it is. Real badass. A lot of right. tech, big tech thing. And then he gets his, this working memory that he is, uh, like, he get he tracked down the fellow killer killer and his wife. So it's like, oh, get get the revenge because, you know, the wife dead and so and so. Of and course. then he goes, kills that guy. Oh. And that was, that was played by Toby Carroll. Oh, he was in this, okay. Right, so, you're thinking Toby Kebble is the villain, and we get revenge, but then you find out that that whole thing is a big fake thing, it's a big setup, fake mental space that they set right. up, which was and... the trailer also spoiled. I remember, right? Exactly, that's the problem. They spoil the whole thing, like <laughs> the whole movie, right? Um, basically, what happens is that you find out that, right? So, the whole thing is that is uh, every time they put somebody in the revenge plot to make him the perfect assassin against the person, he um, they change the person who they want to get rid of. So you're thinking, oh, Toby Kelly was a bad guy. No. that he they take they take the exact same um, scenario, play it back, take his brain, and then basically scramble him back and reset him to go and take out another person, whoever they want to take out. Looking like, and it's like cycling him through like another revenge plot. So is the matrix mixed with I don't know what to call it, like again, Ian Flux or something like that. Yeah. Uh it's that. And that's the story. And then well, eventually, um, this fellow, Lamor, I forget his actor name, Willie, Willie, Will, Will something. Um, Lamon Morris, played by Lamon Morris. Yeah,
0: Lamon Morris plays
1: Wilfred Wiggins. Wilfred Wiggins. That was trying to remember. Right. Yeah. And, he, you know, kind of break him from the cycle. because he, he was this, like, this rogue, like, Ike guy tech person who could have figured it out. Now, here's the most impressive part about this movie. By far, the most impressive part of this movie is William... Well, Lamar Morris, I thought I thought in this movie, I thought he was like British. Apparently not. He's an American actor and he actually pulls off a British accent really well. Okay. Wood, all right? Yeah. Like he, he's really sounding like a Bruvner. Like Wood. That's your thing. That's the thing I can give. Everything else, it's really, really, really forgettable and generic. I was goddamn bored in this movie. Holy shit. I can't believe I was so bored watching this movie. It have a couple good set pieces. Like about three major action beats, and three of those were quite good. Especially they had this big chase because like you have a guy who have like eyes on his body, like he's a blind guy, but like they right. give him cameras eyes everywhere else and hook it up to his brain, so he could like see in all these angles and shit to, to like give information. And that was a pretty good like uh like chase slash fight kind of thing. Right. Uh, then the final fight with him and they had a guy with like kind of robot arms kind of thing, and the because final of course he has robot battle, arms. <laughs> yeah, that was a guy with robot arms Like a kind of doctor That was kind of thing going on uh, oh, 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 like those robot arms Okay, okay Right, right,
0: right I thought it was and limbs he have,
1: um, arms, okay Right, and then there's a guy With like no legs But he could like run fast We got to give him robot legs He was okay too um, That's it It's just he, he figured out what's going on Because of Ramon Morris' character They kind of just piece together what, He really piece together What really going on And now He had to just go back And get rid of him and it's like a big conspiracy because you want to make this perfect soldier, blah, blah, blah. And that's yeah, pretty yeah. much... In no, it, it, my opinion, it had no more depth to it. It's... I think the big the big thing with films like this is that because it's... It, you have an okay premise, right? It's a cool sci-fi comic premise, right? Yeah. Fact. But you have to, like, give it some kind of energy or something like this. And everybody was like... Everybody felt like they were sleepwalking through this, in my opinion. Uh, um, I can
0: imagine that, especially with, um, with Mr. Diesel. With I mean, if with you, Diesel. If your career... Is this is what you, mostly about action what it, films. Then, yeah, yeah, this is this is nothing. You know what I mean? I this is just this is, pass, this is just passing time between Fast and Furious
1: movies, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, the sad part about this, eh? Diesel is actually above the material. That is how bad the writing is in this. It? <laughs> it's a flat ass lines, dread. I mean, flat. Oh, oh. Go to the gas station. That flat. Um. It it just was just so like they just they thought they could have just like rely on on the spectacle, yeah. and well, Guy Pearce is the villain. Well, he's the real villain, right? You know, and it, just, it just, <laughs> I was was thinking, just I was thinking about Iron Man three for a bit, right? He's a you real know villain. <laughs> I was just I was just shockingly bored of this, but again, it had some decent set like, pieces and some good spectacle, um, some good moments, some good shots. But that's about it. Everybody felt it just felt flat, no energy to it. I was bored most of the time, and again, you have to I don't know. They had, the director had to do a better job with this one. Because yeah. was, I was really underwhelmed with all of this. Um, That's about it. I have nothing else to say. Because it, the movie... They spoil the whole fucking thing in the trailer. So it, yeah. had nothing to, it had nothing new to learn in it. They didn't bring anything new to the thing. It was like... Wait, this is some big, real, epic thing. Like, that is the movie. I really thought they would add something or bring in something. And I was, I was underwhelmed. I was really run out. If you, if, I suppose if I went into this blind... If I went to take completely blind, I'd probably enjoy it more. I'll admit. Right, well, but, but one because, thing though, bef- before you, so, uh, sorry, finish up, finish up. Yeah, no, but because it because he, the trailer spoiled basically the biggest conceit of it. It have no, it can had nothing to to build from. They didn't do anything right. with it.
0: They had yeah. Nothing else. Well, one w- one question though, before you get to before you get to read it, right? Can you somehow possibly enjoy it from a bad movie perspective like you're having fun, you're drinking yeah, your friends kind of, you, you laugh yeah, at the, the dialogue,
1: you can enjoy But right. that, or is it but that because boring that you, you, you can't do it? Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, because but because as usual, because Vin Diesel is grumbling the way through the whole thing, I couldn't like get into it at all. I, I don't know. I don't know if I was in a bad mood or I was worried about COVID-19 or some shit like that. But I just could not lack it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was yeah. I just couldn't get into anything. I had, I mean, look, I, I, it's one of those. I'll admit, it's one of those that you had. A, if you had, if I had a couple of beers in me, I'd probably have a little more fun with it. Really? Um, but like, I just comparing this to, to you know, what we watched last time, which was uh, Invisible, Invisible Man, and how that, you know, just did with little it, it got is one of the rare cases of it did the trifecta of good, fast, and 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 cheap. This was the exact opposite. It just did. It had a bunch of money. Clearly, they spent a bunch of money on the special effects. They took a while to make it, I, as far as I understand. And then it was just, it was shit. It's still shit. And wow. it just, is the exact opposite. It's neither good, nor fast, nor cheap. And yeah. I, I was annoyed by that. It was just, it was just, it, it, it really a shame that a better filmmaker couldn't get on this one. And just sit on with it and make it work a little better. Pacing is atrocious. <laughs> um, some bad blocking in general. Again, I, the, I'll mention the line reading. Um... Just structurally, it's just, it just structurally so boring and uninteresting. And again, I'll admit it relies entirely on its conceit, which the marketing spoils and messes up. Right. So it had nothing for me. Yeah, I don't know. What, if somebody could tell me what else it had to latch on to, then and I, if something I'm missing, then fine. Here's another 90s comic that it has come and, come and gone. And anybody who don't remember the 90s comic will be like, all right, cool. They will be into it for a younger audience. Look, if you're a 14-year-old, you might like this. Maybe, I ain't sure. But i just way too old for this bullshit. Sorry. And sure. I just couldn't get to this one, so yeah. Uh, CC it,
0: uh, which, which would have been the theater I would have got to see, it, sir. Right, definitely not the movie CC. town
1: or, or IMAX. Um, yeah, it's not like it's the bed or anything like that, but it just oh no, no, it's it just uh, not planned, yeah, it, right,
0: from what it's, you're seeing. Yeah. Um, what my, what my thing though yeah. is that this will be known as the big, big, well, I should say the last big budget release before the coronavirus oh, like. become a pandemic. Think about that.
1: This is where we stop things off, dread Bloodshot today. But, I mean, we still might get, still might get Black Widow, so ever. Um, As I said, Lamont Morris saves it. He, you know, right. he, 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 he kind of saves it. And mostly because, yeah, it's like, wait, this guy is British? I really swear he was British. And I like, you go usually with actors, usually it's British actors doing American accents, and then you might hear the real accent ever so often. Yeah. Um. But to see an American actor, a black one at that, actually pull off a good British accent, that's like quite rare. Like, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody off right now. Uh, okay. it, he actually pulled off a black British accent. He really sound like a black British to me. Uh, you know, yeah. you could have fooled me. Now. So, whatever. Uh, yeah. That is it. And he was actually pretty funny. He had some okay lines. Uh, he, was, he had some okay lines in it because of how they, this, they fit him in the storyline and what he was and wherever it is. He was this kind of geek who went off the grid kind of thing. It was good. I, I actually enjoy some of that. Uh, that was about it. Um, yeah, flat CC8, Nothing else to really mention um, Vin Diesel sleepwalking, grumbling, obtruding. I think one of the big problems. I think I would argue that probably Vin Diesel was a little miscast in this, mostly because he he just kind of too old for this. Like clearly this character supposed to be younger, and Vin Diesel like what, pushing fifty now? Yeah, 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 yeah. He is. Well, right. you could say he's almost there. Right. Yeah. So you know, to me, I find it could I guess somebody younger. Again, in my head, I know I just hype my boy because I really want to see even more action movies. But Yilan Noel, come on, he should have been in this. Yeah, yeah. it's Monday morning quarterbacking. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah but, but but I don't know. I just
0: shake like the money. fact that I just shake the fact that oh well before right? <laughs> I, I know, right? Yeah, who, who who's who, who's still not going to be blamed? But yeah, boy, but but this this was how. This 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 was how we were going to, to to end things. Well sorry, not end things. Put things on hold, right? Before the next big, you know, big budget theatrical release, right? This was gonna be the movie to well, do, I, think, so. I think as
1: I say, only Blackwood Widow should come out, right? I don't think they, they they put they put that back, right?
0: Well, not at the moment. Uh, keep your fingers right, crossed. Not <laughs> I know they'll push it back. Yeah. It's
1: kinda of big, I don't know they'll push it back. So whatever. By then everything should blow over. At least I, I think I think at least that's what the, the calculation Disney making. Right, uh right. yeah, C see it. nothing else to mention again. Um you might like it again. You could, again, two bears, three bears, you might get a little something out of it, but that's about it. Enough. All
0: right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, so with all that being said, Ricardo, where can we find you
1: online? Ampersat, R-M-E-D-D-Y, that is at R-M-E-D on Twitter. And then you could type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. You could find me there.
0: On Twitter, you could find me at BearBeatBailey. On Instagram, you could find me at BearsBeatsBailey. On Facebook, just look for any along with the Legally Black Blog Official fanbase. Which, by the way, I have resurrected, if you will. Yes, the blog is back. Um, I'm actually going to be posting the YouTube excerpts from our episodes onto that site now, so you can check that out. Um, and also, well, yes, there as well, you know, you could find the links to the, you know, all the episodes that we've done so far of the past five seasons, including retrospect reviews. And speaking of retrospect reviews, uh, well, you know, given the situation here... You know, we 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 will capitalize on that the best way we can. We'll take advantage of that. Uh, so, next week we will pretty much restart retrospective reviews. We have two movies actually that will be celebrating their respective anniversaries. So we'll talk about that. Those, sorry, um, and then well, you know, the following week we could jump back into B.S.B. to Billy. Well, in particular, I really do want to talk about season one of Picard, which I haven't started watching right. any, anything of yet, but um, yeah, I probably I will mention once those ten episodes are up. Uh, if there's sure. anything Netflix wise or I do know, just movie wise that we haven't seen from last ever yeah, we could mention that too with that episode. So uh, before we leave, guys, once again, you know, we just stay safe, just be aware of your surroundings, just be aware of what's going on, and just wash your damn hands, please. Just just do that, right? <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever this is. This was Match Media, Ricardo Medina. And we're signing off for another episode of BS Pizza Bailey. So until the next word, take care, stay safe, peace.